Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast for episode 16. We have our regular crew today, no special guests. So we're going to have Praj on, but he couldn't make it. So we'll have him on for another episode, maybe in the future. One thing I wanted to say before we get started here is that, you know, we keep up with the stats on the site and I haven't told these two guys yet, but we actually hit 200,000 posts yesterday or two days ago is what it was. So congratulations, everybody. That's pretty awesome. I think 200,000 quality posts, quality. We are the well, only site you know. on the internet to have reached you know, that level of quality. That's right. No, no other site has reached 200,000 posts before. It's kind of sad because if you look around, some like really, really young forums will reach 200 or 100,000 posts in like a matter of months. But they're yeah. all like complete shit. Like lol will be the post, you know, unquote lol. Yeah, so. I was going to say about the quality ones, I'm pretty sure I have a, a few bad ones in there. So sorry okay, about well, that. 199,999 quality. Yeah, I've, I brought down the average. Okay. We're here to talk about the new episode. It's kind of awesome that we're getting sequential Berserk episodes on top of sequential podcasts. I hope we can keep this up for a while. At least one more, you know, is what we expect from 3.30. So. One more is sure, but yeah, yeah. beyond that, uh, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how that turns out in two weeks. But um, this was another freaking great episode. I actually sort of even like this a little more than the last one, uh, even without a Gambino uh, cameo. There was just, um, well, I mean, well, I'll just open it up. What did you guys like about the episode? I don't want to, you know, dominate this thing. Well, what didn't I like about it, you know? I, I liked everything. I mean, okay. <laughs> okay. I was hoping you were going to shed more insight on it because, like, what, <laughs> what I liked about the episode is actually I still have anticipation for it because I feel like, you know, I've only seen the preview without the translation. Mm-hmm. It's like I feel like there's so much more going on, and even with the insights from Az and Puela and the thread you know, about, well, you know, some of the things that were being said, uh, you know, I still feel like there's so much more to like learn about it at this point. (laughs) Well, there's this interesting dynamic between, uh, how guts treats, uh, Cheech. How how are we pronouncing that? Cheech? Yeah, I think Cheech is good. Okay. How he treats her. Um, initially it's sort of, he doesn't believe she's there and you can probably pick that up on it visually, but he actually says at one point he picks her up. He's in disbelief. He's, he knows he's being healed. He detects, Something's happening to him, but I think he actually says, like, my weakness is be- has taken the form of this small child or this small elf fairy thing. Yeah, he thinks he's uh, hallucinating, you know, but basically. Right. And, uh, yeah. Well, there's also, the, if you want to just shed more light on it, um, the noble guy, which is actually a Viscount, uh, he's, uh, he's planning to use Guts uh, to fight his son who's about to go into battle, his first battle soon. So he wants him to kill Guts in a weakened state to give the guy some confidence, you know. So he actually comes to see him and uh, he asks him how his wounds are. That's why Guts, you know, spits on him. And then he puts some, uh, some kind of, you know, medicine on, on, on one of them because he's so badly wounded that the guy says, you know, oh, you're going to die anyway, so just take it easy. You know, mm-hmm. put, put a fight tomorrow and just die. It doesn't matter. You die as a way, so what does it matter to you, you know? So he's got that kind of uh, attitude towards Guts. <laughs> yeah, when I uh, when I read that in the thread, what that little conversation was about, <laughs> I was, I'm already, like, laughing and looking forward to the next episode when, uh, when we get to see that, since it's obviously not going to work out yeah. one way or another, <laughs> as uh, the Viscount envisions. But wasn't there also kind of a neat little moment there? I think, uh, I forget if it was Poiler or you that pointed out where he says, uh, where Guts says, you know, he's a stupid parent or something for, yeah. you know, 
this. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, and the guy, the guy says yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> and yeah, the so, guy's actually responsive, you know, to him. Yeah, right. I, I mean, just, yeah. again, just like, you know, last episode, Martino, even these people are not 100% evil bastards. Like, the guy is willing to admit some stupidity on his part. I mean, I think that's kind of cool. It shows a little bit of dimension yeah. there. Even a little bit, a small bit, so. Yeah, true. Even though he's... Yeah, I mean, he's not a complete bastard, but he treats Gus like he's just an animal, you know. Well, sure. In, in yeah. his position, he is. He's just some kind of scum. That, uh, here's what I want to know, though. Um, I don't know if it's established or not, if this guy has any relation to the castle that's being built nearby or that thing that the, I'm assuming they were being enslaved to build, which is what Martino alludes to in the last episode. I, I wonder how this guy basically came to possess guts, you know what I mean? Well, um, he's a he's a noble, you know. So right. So he po- yeah, he, all nobles have slaves. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but they probably just run, you know, run up guys they find in the wild and just, you know. Sure. But yeah, it's true. I, I'm not sure any light will be shed on this. Yeah, it doesn't uh, it really matter. It's just a small detail. Actually, one thing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ask. <laughs> okay, I was just going to say one thing I've been thinking is that you know maybe in next episode when uh, Guts uh, suits up to to fight the sun, you know I don't know if it's going to be maybe like a some kind of gladiator fight or something like that. I wonder if he won't be finding a uh, you know the trademark helmet he wears when we first you know see him as a, as a kid uh, fighting uh, Bazuso, you know after That's the whole idea. Yeah, after after the time lapse. So I, I've been wondering, yeah, maybe he he'd get it there. I think it would be a neat a neat point you know on which to to leave this little story but you know, that's just to be seen absolutely yeah. there, there's a lot of opportunities here i mean for how it's going to actually end and then just to see how it's going to tie into the next few episodes or or, or how it fits in the overall picture of guts past again like a helmet would be a good cue for where yep. this fits in the rest of the the sequence of his past that would be awesome something like that yeah like that would be yeah. cool that would be a uh, good or even uh now well, he wouldn't i don't know what they're going to give him to fight with like, I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking too much about the fight. First of all, there's just really bad luck on this guy's part that he picked guts of all <laughs> yeah, people. Really. Oh, like, yeah. it's like, you know, because this is the hurt guy. It's like, we'll take this guy, he's hurt. It's like, really, just hurt somebody else. <laughs> you know, this, this, is not the, this is not the guy you want for this exercise. He fights and, uh, he's wounded. <laughs> yeah. Well, you ought to worry that, like, I, I wonder if he's going to play hurt, you know, just so they don't like, because, you know, they can do something like, I don't know, cut a tendon or, you know, stab him before he has to fight him. You know, those those old traditions of, you know, fixed fights, sure. you know, <laughs> that continue with bullfighting and things. But uh, even if they do, I think the outcome is pretty. Safe. Yeah, I think it's it's yeah. over for a uh, sunny boy. But uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. when I first saw his portrait in the little locket that the noble yeah. has, I even said to Azil, I wonder if it's that stupid guy that guts brains in volume 10. Like, it looks like that in <laughs> Land General, the Wyndham General. Yeah, same guy, yeah it's like the same haircut. And just from the image, like how they describe him as being like you know, like kind of a loser. In the log, he has a look on his face. It's like this guy's a loser. <laughs> it's like I love how uh, how Mira communicates visually that way. Like, or even like, I guess when uh, Cheech is like describing the people that were in the cell before, I'm not sure. I just remember right. the image. Yeah, like the guy who's like holding his head and looks kind of sad. Like how they get. You know, and you kind of get the idea they couldn't see her because maybe they were, I don't know, too cynical and desperate. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and Guts could because he's still, I guess, he's still got some, you know, like, you know, wonder left in him or something. Some sort of innocence. Speaking of that, that, that's a great cue for what I wanted to say about Guts. You know, talking about Miura, he's a guy who's drawn Guts most of his life, you know, a long time. 
and we've seen his, his face kind of evolve over time. But I'm imagining he kind of gets into a certain groove or, or like certain reflexes are developed as he draws a character's face. And I wonder how difficult it is for him to draw a younger version of Guts because it, it, it makes it look easy. Like this is Looks a very con- convincingly young Guts. And I think I, I kept wondering what it is about it that makes him look young, which features are it is. Wow. I think it's like his eyes. And, yeah, he's got bigger. Yeah, he's got, and he's got he's two just, of them. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. I, I, he he but, draws them slightly bigger in some panels than uh, he's when it's you know adult guts. I think that plays a role, yeah. makes him look younger, you know. Yeah, yeah, especially adult guts now, who like you know is just it's sort of a behemoth, you know, huge neck, and his head is really big at this point. Yeah. Whereas, like, this reminds me not only of like, you know, guts as he looked when he was younger, but even as we already discussed in the last one, like the art style, like it remind, still reminding me a little bit of the old art style. I don't know how much of that is it being young guts and how much of it, you know, is intentional yeah. on Mira's part or just, you know, that's, it's happening that way. Cause he's drawing something he used to draw in mm-hmm. when he had a, you know, younger style himself. I think we're reading a little bit. And at this point, I think we're reading a little into it as far as the style is concerned. Like after two episodes, it, it seems to me like a very new style. <clears throat> I, I think it, some of it has to do maybe with the fact that this whole episode takes place in one one set, one location, which is, you know, pretty interesting. It doesn't even, like, change uh, uh, angles very much, you know. Uh, I think some some of what I might be reading into it is that the scene itself is very simple, like the design of yeah. it, you know. Well, <laughs> I just, just – I don't mean, like, necessarily the style, but maybe, like, that's, <laughs> uh, like, his design. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a throwback in that regard, like the model. Okay, it's very, yeah. Yeah, it's very old school. I mean, even if he's drawing it in the new style, it's just neat to see that model brought back. Right. It is really cool to see how Guts interacts with Cheech. And there's this little panel whenever she gets really excited that he says that he'll return her to that grove. And she's kind of dancing all over his face and he has this look on his face. It's actually, I mean, it's like, take this out. It's exactly how he interacts with Puck, you know. And so it made me wonder about... Guts, what, what's going through his own head when he encountered Puck and how he, how he thinks of Puck now. Like, I'm sure he's reflected himself on this encounter. And I wonder if he's ever reminded of her, you know, uh, as a result of talking to Puck. Well, yeah, him and Puck basically had, like, the exact same encounter. You know, just they were, you know, obviously Puck has a different personality and Guts did too at that point. But, I mean, it was the same exact circumstances where he's in prison and Puck was healing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it, I mean, he had to have, you know, been mm-hmm. thinking about that. And he was obviously responding, you know. If I remember, I don't remember if at that point he was asking for Puck to, you know, help him escape. Or if he was telling him to get, you know, to, you know, saying, get away from me. I yeah, don't remember. He, he was telling him to, to get lost, actually. Okay, that's what I thought. And that's interesting, because that kind of, that makes sense with this. Like, you know, that he, you know, he'd be uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I mean... I- what it comes down to is I wonder if he was ever concerned for Puck as a result of what happened to Cheech. And obviously we don't know ultimately what happens to her and what he knows of what happens to her. But we can assume, I think at this point, that he thinks she's dead. And maybe he, as far as he's concerned, she'll stay that way. And so I wonder if Guts yeah. was ever concerned about Puck himself when Puck was healing him, you know? No, yeah. And it's also, it's not just that, but it's like it made me think about their, like, as you said, their whole relationship and how we don't necessarily... Like, I can't recall Guts being, like, protective of Puck. Like, mm-hmm. a situation where, other than the first time he saved him, you know, inadvertently, you know, almost pretty much, yeah. <laughs> where, yeah. Uh, you know, he stepped in the way and said, you're, you know, you're not going to mess with him. He's with me, you know, sort of a thing. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, I don't know. It made me sort of think about it and, you know, like, 
in a sad way and it's like you know i don't know i just want to see them like have a hug or something now even though that's like you know not really possible yeah but it just made me think of the relationship that way yeah i I had this kind of like far-flung idea that i wonder if we'll see a connection here like basically what happens here is guts thinks he's seeing an illusion at first and ultimately he comes to accept that yes this was some kind of creature tied to this plant and he, he goes out of his way to pick the plant up and he tells her that he'll return it to the grove. You know, he doesn't have to do any of this. He's doing it out, out of, you know, his good his own good nature. And so if if he's willing to go that far for this creature who he just encountered, I wonder if like Puck will have some kind of difficulties in, in Elfhelm, you know, and, and what Puck what Gus would do to protect or, or save Puck. Guts would protect yeah. Puck, you know? That would be an interesting thing, honestly. An interesting development, I think. Yeah. yeah, like if, you know, because we see obviously how protective he is of, you know, Casca primarily. But like it'd be interesting if like something like swatted Puck and like hurt him, you know, and just Guts went, you know, like, went, you know, sort of like even surprised himself at how angry he would become, you know, mm. at something like that happening. I don't know, it'd be something, it would definitely be interesting to see. Like yeah. I said, it just makes me think about them in sort of a, I don't know. An emotional way that I usually don't anymore because they've sort of they're not even as you know as associated as they once were. They're almost like old buddies that you yeah. know don't have to hang out as much to still you know have that connection because now Puck is with uh, Sidro for well, all practical purposes. Their relationship, Guts and Puck's relationship right now, is kind of taken for granted. It's like yeah, yeah. I mean, we know they're close, but we don't see that really harped on or touched on very much at all. I think the last time they really had a, a real moment was when Guts used the armor for the first time. And Puck's looking at him thinking, like, he's turning into a monster, basically. Yeah. I can't think of another time, but it was one of the times most recently that that happened. But it's, it's been, been a while. The contact has been, it's like, it hasn't been like that daily interaction. It's been more like indirect, you know, like as part of the group, you know, as members of the group. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to talk about was, you know, Mira introduces new concepts all the time, and but he usually prepares us for them. He gives us a kind of a, a foundation on which to understand some kind of new phenomena or new thing about the Berserk universe. And I wonder if this episode is a way of like educating us of this type of elf, this type of fairy, um, and, and how it, if that will have any connection to uh, King of the Elves. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Particularly think- about the association with a plant, you know, or the, the flower. What kind yeah. of flower is it, anyway? Uh, it's a spring flower, <laughs> I think. It's just, you know... Seems like I, I used to, I, it seems like I know the name of it, but it's not coming to me. I've seen them before, you know, I just don't know it. Well, okay, you know were, it. as you were talking about, like, I think you said you were looking forward to seeing, like, what sort of tree the King of the Flower Storm will have. Yep. Yeah, because, like, that would be cool. I, I, <laughs> I actually think, uh, I, I don't know, I've been thinking about it uh, as, a, of course, a, a cherry tree, you know, like some kind of very yeah. old uh, and... You know, like there's these kinds of legends in, you know, I think Japanese or you know Chinese uh, mythology where there's this old tree, tree which has you know powers and such. So I picture it a bit like that. Yeah, I think the cherry blossom thing. I think it's kind of like a for sure almost. It's like it's almost a you know, lock to me because you have that image you see yeah. of him in the episode or volume twenty eight when Skull Knight mentions him. So. Now, do we think that tree is, you know, uh, you know, because you have a tree, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of the times, you know, we obviously we saw a new tree with Kanishka, but also trees, you know, die like, like the Deku tree. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. but uh, <laughs> but yeah, do you think there'd be maybe something like that, especially with, you know, the content of this episode, some sort of foreshadowing there? 
I don't. I, I don't know if. Uh, I don't know. I, honestly, I, I can't imagine how the you know the king could die just you know for killing Gus or Casca. But well, you know, I don't mean in the, under the same circumstances. I just mean like, do you think that that's because you know a lot of the people that guts are? I guess not a lot. I mean, I'm using Flora as an example here. Like these people that he encounters, you know, the sort of the good that he encounters is almost like waning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. And uh, so I wonder if that's going to continue and if, you know, maybe this is some foreshadowing for how not for him, like healing them and, you know, anything. But maybe it's like he's he's on his way out anyway and he wants to talk to them and, you know, like Flora impart whatever he can. Mm. Yeah, it's possible. Actually, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's hard for me to we're, we're reaching for such. We know, haven't even seen him yet. Yeah. You know, I, I'm already I'm already putting him in the grave. Well, I mean, even if, <laughs> when you ask about you know, the tree that left, left behind by Ganeshka and all that stuff. It's like, um, who the hell knows, you know, that tree, that tree could be anything. I mean, that, that, the result of that tree, like, I, I don't know what kind of connection it may have, but it, it's so, it's so unassociated with anything we know in the series. It is difficult to have any, you know, predictions on it. Yeah. That it's hard to extrapolate. Result. Yeah. So, but yeah, the other thing, uh, kind of like the, the last real note I'd made about this episode was, uh, in the whenever the episode was previewed to us in text and in the final picture, it made it seem like almost concretely like a fact that Cheech was dead, you know, and, and that she even says herself that once the flowers are gone, that I'll I'll be dead. But you know, we I have a I, I'm sure everyone's experiences, but kind of like a small little story is that we, we we me and my wife have plants that we keep in our window. We have like mint and basil and things like that, and we like left for like you know a week and we came back and all the plants were dead. But like out of like, you know, a habit, I just watered the mint tree anyway, even though everything on it was dead completely. And like after two weeks, it started to have like new, new sprouts. So plants are resilient. I think if she's associated with this flower, I think there's a chance if he replants her, which he's going to do anyway, the result of that will be her coming back or something like that. I, th- I, think, I think she'll be alive. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I mean – just the fact, you know, Mura kind of, I mean, the Young Animal Preview advertisement for this episode, you know, this little, you know, story, you know, said it would be warm. Yeah, you know? right. And there's also the fact it's, it would be pretty sad for an elf to die in Berserk. I mean, honestly, you know, it's just, you know. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think she might. And, you know, yeah, when you actually look at the episode, it doesn't seem so clear cut that she's gone. So, yeah, I'm, expect- I'm expecting something. Well, yeah, like uh, Walter said, like, you know, a, a lot of, you know, dead or die, you know, a lot of dead plants are just dying plants, you know, and they can always sort of come back. I do think it's great that you've got, like, berserk insight literally from, like, studying <laughs> plants now, <laughs> like, in a sense, that's going, that's going deep. <laughs> yeah, man, it affects all aspects of my life. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, uh, I'll third you guys on that. I can definitely see that happening uh, as well. I mean, and it's consistent with, you know, certain, you know, like happy endings like that we've seen in the past. Like, I think you were, I forget who mentioned, like, you know, the idea of her waving to Guts as he's going on his way. Yeah, and, so you know, it was me, I think. Yeah, and, you know, that's that's easy to imagine, kind of like the end of Lost Children or something like that. Yeah. Yep. It'd be cool either way. Um. Yeah, again, this has just been a really, this these past two episodes have been a real treat, and... Someone, uh, I think it was Empire Hunter Bob said he's been like his favorite episodes in a long time, and I, I tend to agree. And, and they're so simple too in theme. Yeah, it, it, it's it's it shows such an amazing 
economy, like I said in the thread, of Mira to be able to convey this much information for a new character. He just introduced this character formally in this episode, and there's already such an emotional connection. With <laughs> and him, may you know? have killed it in the same episode. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, within 20 pages, it's, it's amazing what he's able yeah. to accomplish. It's impressive. And yeah, it's one thing about this episode in particular, like the la- you know, this whole little story is, you know, a departure from uh, where things are at right now. But I feel like even this episode is especially like a departure from yeah. like the norm. Like it's even the last episode was just sort of like a transition to set this up. And, you know, I imagine the next one is going to be in part just to get us out of it, you know, and right. get it a little bit more like, all right, Guts is going to fight somebody, <laughs> you know, get let's get back to normal. But I feel like this episode, you know, which is, you know, going to end up the core of this whole thing. It was like really unique. Just this whole like conversation with young Guts and this elf. It's like mm-hmm. it's a really cool short story. I mean, and that's why I think it's going to be a lot of people's favorite episodes for a while. And of of course, in function, it also introduces us. It, it gets our minds back around elves in general, which is obviously where we're yeah. going. And so, yeah. really brings them brings to mind what may happen next. So it's it's exciting. It's exciting material to focus on. So and it's also the first time we see a type of elf which yeah. isn't a, a piski, you know. So it's, yeah. it's actually quite interesting. I mean, yeah. it's very it's very subtle. Mira, you know, starts with a flashback. And uh, it's just, you know, tied to Guts, you know, Gambino, his mindset at the time mm-hmm. about, you know, comradeship and such. Then it moves back to, to elves. It moves on to elves. It's very densely packed and it, it you know, it has many different purposes all at once. It's, it's actually yeah. quite, you know, quite masterful. Uh, you know, there's a really, I don't know any other author who can, you know, pull this out. So, yeah, it's, it's very, yeah, very impressive to me. I had a question for you guys, though, and I guess Azil may be the most qualified to answer it. But, um, you know, looking back on the previous episodes, you just mentioned that, or previous volumes, even you'd, you'd said this is the first type of uh, this is, is is she a pisky? Well, I'm not sure actually, right. but she's a different type. I mean, she doesn't have wings, so sure, sure. You no, know, piskies are supposed to be, you know, spirits yeah. of the wings. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, and she's she's obviously very obviously associated with the plant. So yeah, so, you know, that's what I. That's what I. That's exactly what I'm getting at. Is you know, I I always assumed based on the introduction in volume 24 that there were a different types of elves based on each of the elements essentially, yep. but plants. I mean, I don't know. Is that earth? Because I thought dwarves were earth. You know, and so well, it kind of makes me think, how many different variations of elves are there? I mean, it, it kind of opens the door. I think that yeah, there could be many more than that. I I didn't think they would necessarily be tied to you know each element. But, uh, yeah, I think there could be more than one type. And, you know, I guess we'll see soon enough. But, yeah, there's, you know, I mean, the only limit is our imagination. There could be elves yeah. for everything. So it really will be up to Mira. I think, I think most of them will be, you know, piskies and such. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to have, you know, elves associated with many different kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, like maybe it's something where they're not even, like, it's not even, like, easily sort of, you know, divided up or you know sorted it's just like yeah she's just randomly like associated with this flower you know and different elves can be associated with different objects or things or you know sure. elements but it yeah it i just can, wonder what know. the i just wonder what the connective tissue is there because elements it kind of makes sense you know like yeah yeah piskies associated with wind and having this whole focus on the elements and the whenever we were first introduced to magic and this kind of broadens the spectrum of what's possible so I wonder if it's like forms of life, you know, have their own. But who knows? I mean, 
Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's honestly uh, it could be it could go in a lot of different directions, but yeah. uh, I don't think it will be crazy stuff. Like everything has an elf associated to it, but yeah, plants. I'm not surprised. Guts is an elf. Yeah, well, <laughs> we finally found out it's true. <laughs> well, maybe it's like maybe it's something as simple as things associated with the earth or, or natural natural things. You know, that 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 connective tissue makes sense. If you, if yeah, you just anything it. associated with nature. Yeah. I mean, that that yeah, makes sense. Earth, yeah. wind, water, fire, earth, uh, plants. <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything else. I'm trying to imagine like an elf associated with a rock. <laughs> the real depressing one. Hell yeah, man. Like, like, what the yeah. hell? Weren't you watching E3 this year? They have rock Pikmin. That's what they're going to look like that. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. <laughs> well, um, I didn't have a lot more for 329. I mean, kind of, we kind of gushed on it for a while. Do you guys have anything else before we move on? How about uh, some 330 predictions? Like I saw Puella already had the the guts uh, kidnapping or you know taking hostage. Oh yeah, the the kid. That's a great idea. Yeah, I think I, yeah. I can I can I can totally see that. Yeah. The the immediate question, of course, is oh, well, obviously he's going to kick the shit out of this kid. But then the next yeah. question is, well, what next? What yeah, then? why would you know guts is smart if he if, you know because in my head at first it was just like hey, you know like the guy's head's going to get split open. <laughs> 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 That's what I'm imagining. But then I read that. I was like, yeah, that does make a lot more sense that he wouldn't just kill him outright. And it would also help keep the, like, nice tone. Right. You know, going like that, you know, not so gruesome tone. You know, if he kidnaps him and escapes and, you know, if everyone sort of walks away from it, not not feeling too too terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Think so, about yeah, that's a good possibility. Think about it this way, though. I mean, even if he manages to do that, I mean, it doesn't really matter. We know Guts is going to survive and all, but this guy, the, the, the Viscount, so, you know, spared Guts, is raising him to be fodder for his kid. Well, if Guts does what we think he's going to do, it's going to achieve the complete opposite of it. It's going to ruin his son for the next battle. You yeah, know, that's be completely, like, scared. So I wonder if he'll retaliate. It doesn't really matter because this whole segment is going to end in an episode to where I'm not going to predict some massive, like, revenge tale or anything. But I'm <laughs> just trying to uh, see. Teresa are going to team up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stupid thought. I guess I'm just trying to see how he's going to tie these loose ends off within yeah. the episode, you know. No, I know what you mean. I mean, there would definitely be a reaction. But I don't know. We could You could actually argue that, like, they've already set up in the Viscount's personality – you know, with the way he, you know, sort of acknowledged that this whole thing was a little dumb. Right, that, you yeah. know, maybe he would let it go. Like, if, as long, and, you know, Guts can ensure his safety by, like, taking the guy far away and then cutting him loose, you know. Yeah. So that they can't chase him. Stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it would leave the guy not feeling ready to go kick ass. But yeah. maybe that would also, like, uh, I don't know, even that could end where, you know, the... The Viscount just decides, like, yeah, this isn't for you, obviously, and the guy agrees. I don't know where they, where they, <laughs> if they're even going to get into that level of detail. Yeah. But uh, other predictions, you guys think we'll see uh, Martino again? Nah. Like maybe he got captured or, you know, what? Guts could even help him so. escape if he was, or do you think he's just gone and that he played his part and he's done? Well, I, uh, you know, I, I think it could go both ways, but... I don't think it's very necessary that he comes back, you know. Right. Yeah. I agree. But think- but it could be. I mean, he could be shown again. You know, why not? Why not? But I'm not sure it's very necessary. I mean, what would he What would he bring to the table? Nothing. So. Yeah. I mean, that, quite, quite simply, it, it for me, it's like he's played his role. If you brought him back, what would be the function of it? Like, what would 
what would he have to do in order to re-end his little introduction? Oh, yeah. his little well, I was, arc and I was just thinking of it in uh, my head. Like, if he had been captured again, he could, like, Guts could actually help him escape, like, mm. intentionally this time, you know, oh. <laughs> and, you know, uh, when he escapes. And it would be sort of a little, you know, I don't know, yeah. showing him that, you know, like, yeah, you don't have to, you know, backstab people. Well, you like, know, you can also do good things. Or Guts just being the bigger, better man and, you know, saving yeah. him. It could be something like that. Not Not necessary. And not even likely, but you know that's just how I how I justify it. Sure. At all. I kind of actually half expected Martino to be caught and thrown in gut cell during this character arc. Like after we were <laughs> reading episode one, obviously that's not how it's going to go. Now that I've seen. Hey. Next episode, so. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, got any? And you you almost over? made it, just like I planned. I mean, you know, I thought you'd take it away. <laughs> then we could meet up on the other side. Yeah. As I expected. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I don't have much about that episode, so I guess we'll move on. Yeah. All right. So we've had a couple members now uh, that have seen the next Berserk movie. Yay. And uh, guess uh, what? It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Yeah, it's really interesting to read, to watch the flowing commentary on the forum. Everyone's like, what? It sucks? I'm shocked. Like, wow, <laughs> what a really surprise. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> kind of sad, but at the same time, I, 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 my expectations were extremely low. <laughs> I never really held out hope for the, the next couple movies that w- would improve on it. And it's funny, actually, one of, our, one of the guys that's seen it says, well, hey, hopefully movie three is better. Like, really? I mean, at this point... I mean, I, I have to admire his optimism, but, I mean, it, it seems a, a, a moot point at this point. It's, it's a done deal. Didn't you know? Mira have a comment on it where he said, like, the, you, know, I, you know, in this one, the animation and action is better. So <laughs> enjoy that. <laughs> but he, said that's the, all. he said the picture quality was better. <laughs> yeah, that was some <laughs> so like, praise. Yeah, the art is better in this one. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> Okay, so here we go. Let's um, from what we know of his reactions to these movies so far, we have uh, evidence point one. Miura had a mysterious smile on his face after the movie. Okay, great. What's he got for movie two? The art quality is improved. <laughs> yeah, that was the right. that was the extent of his praise, which is pretty <laughs> damning. Well, he said he liked. Uh, I think the detail of the battle scenes. You know, so it's yeah. like I was yeah. being, I was being reductive. Yeah, and that's when he, you know, I mean, essentially for the first movie, that opening battle scene, which is not actually in the manga, is a, the the least shitty part, I would say. That's the, yeah, that's the part he probably liked the most too. That so was, that was a highlight. Was, yeah, it was neat when they, you know, showed how a castle castle battle is, you know, takes place. It, it was cool. Yeah. Sure, it's also the part they probably spent the most time on, as far as choreography and paneling goes. Yeah. You know, because it's a unique part. They it was the, uh, the most dynamic part yeah. in the movie, if I, from what I remember. Yeah. But, oh, uh, uh, yeah, number two. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to live up to that title there. So among, yeah. among the casualties, we have, uh, <laughs> there's no bonfire dream sequence. There's no Ginnon backstory between him and Griffith. There's no Zod intervening at Doldry. What's the, what's the movie? What makes it berserk? Like, at this point, it's like... I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry for There's a nice battle scene in Doldre, you know? Yeah, you can see random soldiers fighting. Cool. 
Super. Yeah, they, well, they, get, they don't even have any of the scenes in Daldry that are, you know, make it unique to the series. Like, this could be any fight anywhere in, in, from any series. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's so, maddening. To me, the... I have to say, you know, just, just, you know, I expected the movie to be bad, but actually to find out they removed all that stuff, like I told Walter, uh, you know, yesterday, w- when he, he told me all that was removed, my first thought was, oh yeah, well, it's just that as expected. But after, afterwards, I was like, wow, still. Yeah, they really, they really, you know, shut themselves on this one. That's so. that's even worse than like it's much worse than the first movie for just from hearing that description. And also, that's like a list of things you'd be like, oh, well, these are highlights we want to keep in. Yeah, I know. Yeah, this I'm is, reading. I'm think, reading this. I'm reading. I have a list I made of the impressions and things were removed. I'm looking at them like these are all my favorite parts of that sequence, you know, of that whole yeah. segment of it. It's like the, yeah. the best parts were were lost, and the and the. The most, the tedious parts, the the parts you kind of need to move things forward, were, were kept, but none of the emotion was was is there, and none of the things none that the, make none the series the chaos. interesting. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you know, it'd be like in the if they did the first movie. I can't believe I'm like I'm not. This isn't praise for it. It's just sort of like common sense. And it's like you know, it'd be like if they looked at that one and said, okay, well, we're gonna remove. Zod, and we're gonna remove the fight between Guts and Griffith, and we're gonna, re- you know, it's like, okay, wait a minute, what's the point anymore? And then it's just like random battles going on with no oh, dude I'm, together. I, I can totally imagine them as they're producing movie one. They're like, why do we even have this Zod sequence? It doesn't necessarily connect with anything else. We're gonna cut him from the next movie anyway. Why don't we just cut Zod out? You know, I, I wonder what the reasoning was for not cutting Zod, you know, at that point. Does anyone have any hope still? Because I remember I think we were still desperately clinging to that Wild would be at all in movie three. Yeah, what a joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe um, a cameo? Yeah, he'll be in He'll be in it, sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll be he'll that be, guy. He'll be, he'll be, he won't be introduced, and you'll see him in the background of a random <laughs> battle between the Hawks and some guys who weren't introduced either. Well, <laughs> with no you know, contest. You know how the anime series handles it? Is they introduce a random, you know, guard or guy, you know, army guy who comes and they don't even like. Oh, I guess they do have him at the beginning. I remember, sure. and then and then he's just holding Griffith like off camera. They captured yep. Griffith, which so is it'll, be, it'll be that exact <laughs> sequence, but it'll be Weld's, Weld's face on top of him, and that that's the only difference. So, oh my god. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's a little depressing, but uh, again, what did well, you? Really are they expect? even gonna Are they even gonna have that scene? Can't they just escape and then we go to the eclipse? It's probably. Oh, did you see my it. my summary of the next <laughs> of, what, of, of movie three? Yeah, I kind of I kind of broke it down for you know at this point at the, at the rate that the series is is going, you can kind of already see. Yeah, following their, their lead, head. here's what's going to be removed and. <laughs> yeah, uh. um, let me pull it up real quick. I'll I'll read my. My abridged version of movie three. All right. But yeah, this is just, I don't know. I've been trying not to pay attention to it, but then, you know, I, you sent me uh, an email showing me a list of all the things that aren't going to be in movie two. Right. And that immediately got my attention because it was just insane. So here we go. Um, movie three opens with Guts encountering Skull Knight. Cut to the Hawks on the run. Guts then saves him in the same scene. Guts and Casca make love. After that, they dig a hole in the ground and they find Griffith's cell a few feet down and they drag him out. Guts kills a couple guards on the way out. And that scene lasts 10 minutes. Uh, then, they, then the eclipse happens. And then after that, there's a 30-second clip of Guts armoring up and setting out to hunt down Femto at the end. 
That could work. That could be your movie. But they might even not have that last part, the thirty seconds at the end, guts uh, as the black swordsman. Uh, maybe you don't need. Maybe you don't need that. You know? they, they don't need any to, to like. They don't need to leave it open ended. I'm pretty right. sure because I don't think you know when the next movie, when the big premiere, the next one happens where there's like ten people in the theater. It's not going to be an issue. This is to me like we've been building. To me, it's in building up to this. It's like to me, this is going to be one of the most contentious things about this adaptation is where it leaves it. Because obviously that's the first thing anybody says about the anime series. Like, oh, that ending, you know? Well, what the hell is the ending for this going to be? Because they can cut it so many different places. To me, the only natural cutting point is where the Golden Age actually ends. with guts setting yeah. off, you know? But to, to make that moment work, you have to have that fight with the Apostle, which obviously is not going to happen in this fucking adaptation. There's no time for it. Okay, if you cut that, do you cut the scene with Casca and the kid? Yep, I guess you're going to cut that too. Okay. Yeah. Well, do you have a sequence with, with Guts and Skull Knight? And Skull Knight explaining him about the world? Well, if you're not going to have any future adaptations, probably not. Okay. So it's going to be basically Skull Knight rescues Guts and Casca, drops him off at a random shack. Guts wakes up and walks out the door. Yeah, how are they going to wrap this up so it makes any sense? Because they've obviously they've shown Skull Knight saving him in the opening credits of the yeah. first movie. So... Yeah, I assume logic dictates that that will be in the in the third movie, but maybe not, since logic isn't dictating anything else here. But uh, hey, how about this? How about this? You see that Skull Knight sequence of Skull Knight bursting through the sun, riding down the arm, and then got, and it fades to black. The, the end. Maybe he killed God <laughs> Hand, and <laughs> the Berserk ends right there, as far as the movies are concerned. I was gonna say but, it fades from black, and Guts is awake, and he's alone with Casca, or something like that. Like the whole, they cut out the whole sequence with Femto and all that. Uh, I don't know. You just give me chills though, thinking about like, yeah, how are they gonna wrap this up? Because like you were saying, oh, they can't end it like the last anime. But I feel like this movie adaptation. Because I, you know, I'm sure there are a few details in here from the manga that weren't in the original anime. I feel like it's more an adaptation of the old anime rather than an adaptation <laughs> of the manga. You know, for you know, we're going to be faithful and saying even that we're going to cut out all the same stuff and even more. Yeah. <laughs> and they they managed to get a dawn into movie two. Yeah, but they left out the key scene in the manga where is that scene with the castle and the bridge, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, you know what? They ought to put that in. It's yeah. like we want to we want to have this scene. This is an important scene for Don, you know, that, you know, was unfortunately an oversight by uh, whoever did that manga. <laughs> it just uh, didn't have it in there. Very important scene. I don't know. I don't want to talk about this anymore. You guys go ahead. Well, one last thing I wanted to end it on was like, um, so some people actually it's only one person in particular saying so movie three maybe they'll pull it together for movie three like to me the the first thing oh, that ran through God. my mind the first thing that ran through my mind was i'm sure everyone's seen those like hitler downfall parody videos like azil's <laughs> azil's sick of me mentioning these because i watch these shitty things all yeah. the time it's like, it's, every day. it's like a guilty pleasure to me even though they're all shitty like i still like laugh at some parts so there's this there's a section of the video where Hitler keeps saying, like, Steiner will pull through. Everything will be fine once Steiner has a second attack. And then they have to tell him, uh, Mein Fuhrer, uh, Steiner, uh, Steiner, Steiner couldn't make it. And then his attitude changes. It's like, that's, that's, that's the parody. The, the analogy here is everyone's like, oh, movie three, everything will be fine once movie three pulls along. It's going to be fine. Everything will be cool. Like, dudes. Yeah. No, yeah, not- I saw that post and I, I didn't, but I, 
wanted to post like why you know why do you even what's the point it's already over it's yeah. like you, you know these these are terrible there is no saving it with movie three right. even if movie three is kind of decent it like you know it's not going to change these ones so i don't I, yeah, I don't even understand anyway. the hope <laughs> yeah. i mean you know you know all of the three movies you know the third one is the one that has the most content yeah. So it's the one that's going to have the most stuff cut out of it. So you know, I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous to even think about it, to even talk about it. It's a waste of time. It's going to suck even worse than the others. So yeah, <laughs> just there you have it. And you know, the clip is going to be butchered because I, I bet they won't be able to show or won't be willing to show all of it. So it's going to be yeah, it's going to be terrible. You know, I, I'm thinking back to the PS2 game. You know, it has a very uh, I'd say very, you know, simplified and you know, shittified version of the Eclipse, where <laughs> Griffith is reborn as Griffith, not as Femto, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it will be something almost as bad as this. Oh, dude! That, mm. At least that opening for the PS2 game, you know, we give it a little bit of leeway because it's an intro to a video game that's trying to summarize an entire manga in like one little clip. Yeah. So I, I give it a little bit of leeway, but something like that to happen in this that would be oh man if if anything i would hope that they would devote the whole movie to like the eclipse and the logic from their standpoint could be something like you know the first movie we're getting all this character stuff out of the way the second movie is just like battles from what we hear and then the third movie is just going to be like a monster orgy (laughs) like that's sort of how the producers are like looking at it like oh this is how we're going to make each movie neat and cool you know but you know and with no regard for like the story beyond the first movie which already you know butchered it but still sounds like it's actually it's starting to look good relatively like by comparison what's it the first movie you're saying yeah the first movie like it it sounds like it's going to be the classic to go back and watch something rather than these next two they're like oh remember when they made berserk movies no that never happened oh okay (laughs) gross Actually, had some guys on my Facebook thread. Um, my face, one of my friends on my Facebook who lives in Japan, sent me a message saying, "Hey, you know there's a Berserk movie out? Uh, I didn't know this was happening." I'm like, yeah, I, I know it. I thought it was pretty, pretty terrible. And he's like, "Really? I, I kind of liked it." And then I explained why it was bad, and he went, "Oh yeah, I guess I wanted to like it. I guess it was pretty shitty." Like, man, people <laughs> just—they really want it to be great, and, and it's. Just not, you know. That's a great segue. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. So at this point, we have all seen Prometheus, uh, Griff, I, and Azil. I think I saw it first. I tried to keep my mouth shut about it because I, I really think this is the kind of movie that expectations can really warp your perception of the movie. And even myself, I tried my my damnedest to not think about the other movies in this series as I was watching it. But that's ultimately what damned it for me. I was I was actually surprised by your review how like how much you were yeah hung up on that actually. Well, I mean, keep in mind like someone who is not did not grow up with the Aliens franchise, but saw it all recently, like very yeah. recently, within the past two months. So it's all extremely fresh in my mind. So when they yeah. make those visual cues and thematic cues, I can't not help but think of it and then 
try to supplant that with what's in happening in Prometheus, you know? That the, well, the, yeah, it's interesting because, like, uh, that almost seemed counterintuitive to me at first because I was like, well, wh- I wonder why he feels so attached to those because, you know, he just saw them recently. But the way you explain it, obviously, yeah, like, maybe I sort of, like, since I had those as a kid, like, it's easy for me to separate them from what's happening now, mm-hmm. you know, as an experience. But since you just saw those movies, then, yeah, I guess you are, like, looking at it with more fresh eyes, you know, connected to, you know, obviously these other movies they're connected to. I mean, even even beyond that perception deal, the issue to me is still it comes down to he's trying to reach back into the well with this franchise that made him that kind of put him on the map. Okay, if you're gonna go into that, if you're gonna if you're going to go back to your past, make it count. Did this movie really have any fucking significance? Like, I don't. It, it, it mattered. It didn't matter a, a damn to me at all. I really didn't care for it. It wasn't bad, but it certainly wasn't worth returning to one of his, you know, most popular movies of all time for. I didn't see the word it was worthwhile at all. I actually disagree with you there from Ridley Scott's standpoint. Because to me, okay. like, I was one of the people showing a lot of skepticism mm-hmm. about, you know, because it was like, oh, my God, Ridley Scott, you know, he's doing a new movie. You know, it's a new, you know, sci-fi movie. And it's like, well, you know, Ridley Scott, it's not like he stopped doing movies for the last 20 years or anything. We've got plenty of data on Ridley Scott and you know yeah. a lot of it is you know not good you know right. so right. I was sort of so I was yeah I was you know approaching this with uh you know I was cautiously optimistic at best and what it showed me from you know just him as a director is that like I mean the visuals in the movie were amazing the direction was amazing to me I, re- I know you had some issues with it and just uh, a few. it was a smile yeah. minor gripes yeah and but you know it just showed me like wow you know he still got it that he can make a movie that looks like this that you know sort of feels like this like this is really good the problem to me was the basically the lost guy writing it yep. and you know everything he brought to the table to me it was like you know Ridley you know I don't blame Ridley Scott for that because Ridley Scott's not a writer or at least I mean he's not famous for being a writer I'm sure he's like you know had input into his uh, movies and everything and written some of them but that's not what he was there to do. You know, he needed to be given a good script. And that's what, you know, he wanted from his writers. And, you know, I feel like that's where the letdown comes in. You know, it sucks that he didn't, you know, maybe say like, well, this this doesn't make any sense. I'm not going to shoot this. You know, but, yeah, I don't totally – from he did his job as far as I'm concerned. It's other, you know, parts of the production that are a letdown. Yeah, I mean <clears> – <throat> For me, like what made Alien wasn't the directing. It was to me it was a lot of it was the writing and the, and the, the, the creature itself, the all, everything associated with that was what made Alien great. It wasn't necessarily the directing. I, I don't think Ridley Scott made that movie personally. Yeah, uh, it, it was agree. a lot to do with the script. Okay, well, su- supplant that over with this movie. Was the script really sensational? No. Was it, was yeah. the directing fine? Yeah, the directing was fine, but that, again, that wasn't what made Alien unique to begin with. So, I mean. I, the script itself was whenever the characters started opening their mouths, I started to have a problem with the movie. Like the first, so the, yeah, the line I, I have for a while, like the, the the stuff with David on the ship, I was smiling. I thought yeah. it was uh, neat. It looked great. There was some uh, interesting things that were happening. I, I was liking the movie up until around the halfway point, and then it started to see things falling apart. So, yeah, I started seeing like. I, I enjoyed the movie pretty much all the way through watching it, but I was also becoming aware of, like, the cracks getting bigger, right. like, uh, as I'm watching it, like, with certain characters and their dialogue and, 
you know, certain ones that were just bad from the get go, like what was his name? Charlie Holloway, Mr. Not, you know, doctor of no science. I mean, he's just totally unbelievable as a scientist or they don't even say what he studies, what he looks at cave paintings, his girlfriend finds and (laughs) gets excited about him and acts like a dick. He bones I mean, he's, the archaeologist. That's his job. Yeah, he's, and he's a douchebag, too. That doesn't help. <laughs> With his little ascot, you know, around his neck and everything. It's like, this guy's so unbelievable. He's he looks like a model. He's a douchebag because he serves a function as a douchebag. Like, he has to be yeah. a douchebag for the audience not to like him or some shit like that. Like, it's so... I didn't even, I didn't even like the way he sacrificed himself. I thought he was even a douchebag. Oh, yeah. like, Come on, just do it. Uh, it's just like, God, what a... This guy is such a dick. <laughs> even yeah. in death. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, hated him. And, yeah, the characters just, I mean, we could nitpick this thing probably scene for scene. Like, reactions, human reactions that don't make sense. Behavior that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And what I came away from it with was, you know, the the line that, like, you know, Prometheus, believable other world, believable aliens. It was, you know, the aliens and everything seemed real, you know, in the effects. The people were unreal, you know. they, They messed that up. It was like, they were unbelievable. Yeah. Where it's like all the aliens and everything, the hard stuff or what should have been hard was like fine. It's some of the best I've seen. There was never a point in the movie where I'm like, oh man, that CGI looks bad, you know, or anything. Like it all, everything looked good. Yeah. It was just, it was the people that, you know, <laughs> that made it like, wow, this is fake. Even like in the theater, everyone commented on this, but I looked over at my dad when they're like running from the ship. And it's, like, rolling at them. And I, like, put my thumbs out and, like, you know, did a motion, like, go to the side. What are they doing? <laughs> and then she falls down and she rolls twice and gets out of the way of the thing. Yeah. And Charlize Theron is continuing to run. And it's, like, and I'm thinking, like, why, you know, does she need to die because she's a bad person? Like, she didn't seem that evil, you know, either. Like, where it was, like, I didn't understand why, you know, thematically she needed to die. I guess it just sort of, you know, everyone died, like, randomly. She, she had daddy issues, so she had to go. Yeah, well, the like, the issue the issues weren't even so much in the movie, other than her just going, you know, dad, father, you know, like, oh, big reveal, how dramatic. <laughs> even though her character and really Wayland's was unnecessary, and actually sort of like brought it down. That's like the point in the movie where I was like, really, there, he's here for you know eternal life or whatever. It's like that's the lamest old you know, yeah. Like, trope. <clears throat> oh, but there's like, precedent because he did that in Blade Runner too. So that's what makes it totally relevant. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure Ridley Scott had it all planned. He, you know, he wrote it in his notebook with George Lucas. They had it all planned out in 1980. Geniuses, you know, shut up. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's disappointing because like I I really enjoyed the movies. I watched it. I do want to see it again and sort of see how you know how it tastes the second to get this aftertaste out of my mouth and see uh, see if I enjoy it again with like perfectly adjusted you know expectations, knowing what I'm going to get. Yeah, because you know like. I think we discussed uh, earlier today the surgery scene, you know, was a big one for me, even though it's unbelievable when she uh, she goes running away from it right after and everything. But that and also the payoff with it at the end, because, you know, you know, that's coming, even though I immediately when she, when she came yeah. into that airlock and, you know, you hear the thrashing in there and I'm like, oh, my God, it's alien resurrection. <laughs> it's like it's going to be that. No. Well, yeah. What was the alien? I mean, again, I haven't seen the alien resurrection yet. I probably should have seen it at this point. What well, is the one you saw? Well, I saw it when I was like making out with some chick in 1997 in the theater. <laughs> okay. like, I, I don't remember it. It, it was but a real good experience. <laughs> what was the connection? You said that in the thread. What was that little like cameo or whatever? Uh, because in Alien Resurrection, oh god, I can't believe I'm talking about this movie. <laughs> Ripley gives birth to like oh. some weird alien human thing. Okay. Yeah. 
yeah, that was all white, you know, and everything. And it was kind of familiar in this movie, you know, like she gave birth to the ugly little squid, yeah. you know, that chamber. And it obviously grew up into the big monster proto face hugger thing, which was kind of a neat, you know, twist. I mean, senseless, but neat. <laughs> yeah, and, pretty much. Uh, yeah, like none of this stuff made sense. It was just like, well, that's cool. Why is it big? I don't know, because it's like, it's like reversed. <laughs> and, you know, I guess that's why. And uh, so it was, you know, it, it made me think of that when she was going to confront it. Like, oh, my God, she's confronting her weird half-alien baby, just like Alien Resurrection. And then, you know, but it sort of paid off for me. I couldn't help but like it when, you know, again, for some reason, the engineer comes to kill her. And also, for some reason, knows exactly where she is, even though he was just in a spaceship crash. And, you know, yeah, why would he? Why, why does he give a shit about killing this human? Why, why, what is his motivation at that point? <laughs> She crashed his spaceship. He was pissed. No, I want to know how he knew where she was. I understand, like, you're angry. You know, you're... Uh, I guess we're descended also from just big, dumb space thugs. <laughs> like, they're big soccer hooligans. Like, this guy's <laughs> like, you know, this artificial life form is talking to him. And, you know, they have that... I like how they have that false moment of, like, you know, he's going to touch him on the head. Like, you know, endear it. You're like, oh, you know, like, pet him. And then he just rips his head off. Predictably, I was, like, waiting for that. Yeah. So that's course. why you have the robot, because then you can get away with that. But that's uh, right. That's why they had a robot character. So they had to rip his head off. Yeah, and it was, just, and yeah, you know, all the, you know, all the stuff about, you know, like all the deep meaning, and we're going to talk to our creators. Also, how come no? How come Wayland? You know, he's this selfish old man who wants to live forever. You know, you'd think he'd be like, okay, David, you're going to go down and talk to this guy and negotiate my internal life. I'm not going to go down there <laughs> like an idiot and get, you know, hit in the head like immediately. Yeah. Like I was, and yeah, no one was scared either. No one acted like that was the thing that made things unbelievable. Everything looked good, but no one acted like they were actually on an alien planet. No, that, going, uh, the geologist and the punk enforcer guy—they they were like, like, remember that? Like, would you do that in an alien temple? No, but you I also said that on the podcast. Sorry. <laughs> okay, those guys—they ran away from a you know a thousand-year-old corpse. But as soon as actual, like, you know, aliens confront them, they're like, oh, let's touch it. You know, like, let's yeah. get closer to it. And it, yeah, and at it, first, like, scared of everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, suddenly it's like, hey, this threatening thing is, it's actually acting kind of threatening. It's like yeah. in a it's hissing at them. It's just like at a them. fucking, yeah, it's like a fucking cobra, you know? Yeah. yeah. Or like, it, or as the guy said, it looks like an alien, gray alien penis. But also, <laughs> you, you should have mentioned that when it opens up, it's got like a vagina inside it. Of course. <laughs> There's lots of neat imagery like that. But yeah, and suddenly the guy who was scared of like the dead body is just like acting like a acting like an idiot. They're acting like frat boys. Everyone in this movie, <laughs> all the supposed scientists, you know, just act like a bunch of like twerps and it's it's frustrating. I was actually sitting next to a couple of frat boys in this movie, which made the viewing experience heightened. <laughs> uh, before the movie started, it would there was, made the 3D you know, even more real. It's like you were with oh, yeah. the scientists. <laughs> I watched, I watched it in 2D. But um, before the movie started, they had a couple trailers, and the new uh, the Django Unchained or whatever was was on there. And the guy next to me snapped his fingers and said, "It's Quentin's new movie." <laughs> so yeah, I was I was next to that guy, and uh, it was also the same guy that at the end said, "Oh, this is an aliens movie." Oh shit! So yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, uh, I don't know. I've, I've talked a lot about it, and I still have more to say, strangely, but, you know, go ahead, guys. <laughs> no, I mean, 
ultimately, like, like I, I like what you said in the, in the thread where basically, I mean, essentially when you boil it down to the meat of what this movie is, it's a creature feature, really. I mean, they go to like a strange alien place and get attacked and hunted down by aliens and who ultimately, you know, the engineer kind of like culminates as the big creature, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I guess it's so? uh, the big face hugger, and uh, the thing is, the engineer. If this was a, if this movie was like as smart as its pretensions, the engineer would have been the whole point. He was sort well, of a false point for like you know, you know, basically what we joked about on the when we discussed you know the sort of previewing Prometheus on the podcast. Like, what's the ending going to be? Hey, it's alien! <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> you know, what do you know? It's an, it's the alien. But you didn't see that coming. It's like I thought I didn't actually think they were really going to do it that way. But that yeah. really is how it ended. Like the, as a matter of fact, the movie ends where she leaves in the spaceship, which you know, again, that was lame. It's like really, the movie's ending now, and she's going to go to the planet, and I have to come back for Prometheus two. Yeah, Prometheus two, yeah. Uh, you know, so what I was to wrap up the end of my point was basically the movie aspires to be this deep, meaningful search for existence thing, but which is a chord they never actually hit on. They just like keep hinting at it, and it really it just amounts to, yep, aliens kill humans. Like yeah, it. you know, watch out for aliens. Yeah, like great. Um, but and you know what? Uh, they had another point. I think in the uh, the red letter, like the actual mm-hmm. review video, not just the one where like the guy's asking the guy who plays Planket is asking all the questions. Right, the I, I saw both. The, the full review was much more favorable and much more balanced. But that was yeah. kind of like a joke thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, where they mentioned how you know because they were talking about how it wasn't you know like it didn't take as much of a horror movie route as Alien. And how, like, the concept of your creator wanting to kill you, for whatever reason, is pretty scary and would have been pretty, you know, neat to explore that. But the movie, they touched on it more in the review, just sort of saying, like, that would have been neat. Then yeah. the movie even touches on it. And, you know, she you know, she has that part where she's yelling at him in English for whatever reason, you know, why do you hate us and everything. And I, I don't know, they didn't even... I, 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 that's, that's so funny that you didn't like that part, and I did, because... I liked that they didn't answer that question. It's like, it, it oh, would, like why did he hate him? Yeah, what what kind of answer would be sufficient? Well, no, no, I'm not saying know? I didn't like that they didn't answer it. I didn't okay. like that they didn't explore the th- that they didn't exploit. You know, the, I'm just talking from a pure adrenaline watching okay. the movie standpoint that they didn't exploit the fact that it is scary that like your maker hates you and wants to kill you. Yeah, you know, sure. sort of a thing. They didn't really use that at all. I mean, they just you know, it's like here he is. They found him, and you know. He's a big space thug. I guess that's what we're, we're descended from thugs. That's why we've got our weapons of mass destruction. I like that they threw that line in there. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like you know, do we, really do they have to use like buzzwords from today's like current events? <laughs> it was one of those scenes where they had to explain exactly what you already knew, like many, yeah. many, many minutes. You know, ago. there were a lot of strange parallels with Avatar. Actually, like I, I think I joked before the movie came out. Like I'm afraid this is going to be Ridley Scott's like Avatar. Yeah. And, like, I remember they were doing that kind of stuff where they used, like, current event, like, semantics, mm-hmm. you know, in there to draw it to today. And, like, that was that was the moment in Prometheus where they did that. And it was like, really? <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you guys tangentially here. Did it did it bug – was it just me being a fucking nerd or did it bug anybody else, the technology on display in this movie? Not, no. Not, re- not really, no. Because okay. I see it just as a like. Because here's the thing: you obviously identify it very closely with like the other Alien movies, whereas I was looking at it as very different. Like that they intended to make this different, then they and they really did just tack on the Alien at the end. Like you know, 
very literally, it's just tacked on. It makes no sense for that ending. It has no significance if you don't know that, like, <laughs> oh, it's a, you know, like the guy, like that guy's reaction was the intended reaction. Oh shit, this is an alien movie. <laughs> you know, like that's that's okay. That worked. That ending worked perfectly for him. Like for wow. me, it was like, well, that was weird. <laughs> like that was a weird way to end it because that. What was the significance to the rest of the movie? My thought yeah. was, well, that was fucking a cheap. That was a fucking cheap grab. Basically, it's like, yeah, remember, remember, guys, the alien stuff's coming later. It's cool. Yeah. And so it was a weird looking alien too. It was like, why not just yeah. make it the alien? Conehead alien. <laughs> the the deacon is what it's called. Actually, I looked up its uh what the its deacon? like design name is. Yeah, because it's because its head is like a deacon's hat. Oh my god. So yeah, it's called the deacon. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah, I, mean, I actually kind of liked that the look of it. Like at first, I was like, "This thing looks kind of weird. I don't know if I like it as the proto alien. Why not just use the classic design mm-hmm. to, you know, fully integrate the movies?" And uh, but you know, I don't know. I like this sort of impish twist because it, it looks a little more like devilish. Like I don't know that way with the I guess the human teeth, the more human. Well, actually, they were more animalistic. The alien does have human teeth. They're just sort of translucent. Was it? Was it? I don't even remember. It sort of had like a dog's mouth, almost like just that. It was. I mean, it was like weird, sharp little teeth. It didn't look like the the, the actual xenomorphs' teeth. Yeah. But, uh, but it and it sort of had like a weird double jaw instead of like the tongue with another mouth on it. But I don't know. I I was I was happy with just like the way it wrapped up from the point where like her weird face hugger child kills the guy because you know that's a neat payoff that she hits opens the door. And her baby essentially saves her. Yeah, that's uh, true. But it was pretty predictably gross. <laughs> yeah. Horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it looked good, too. It was like, it didn't look like, you know, oh, here comes the CGI monster out of the room. Like, that fight between uh, the engineer and uh, it was it was neat to watch that struggle. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm running out of steam, so, as <laughs> you have anything to say? Well, no. I, I found a movie, I mean... I agree with most of what you guys said, and um, I don't know. I don't think the movie is necessary. I don't think it brought anything to the table as far as you know the Alien franchise or even from anybody's point of view. It was neat. The you know settings were good. You know, I I didn't think the direction was you know very good actually. I think the actors were good, but the script sucked, and uh, I think the direction was you know not very subtle most of the time. So. I don't know. You know, I watched it. I had a good time. No problems. But, you know, at the end of the day, it was just, it wasn't interesting. There are many things that I found to be stupid. Even, you know, when the space jockey is, you know, revealed to be just, it's just a helmet and it's a human <laughs> yeah. guy underneath. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I thought that was fucking cheap, you know. It just, it just cheap, cheap shit, you know. I don't know. I, I didn't think it was very. Overall, I just didn't get anything from the movie and. I'm not going to go back to see Prometheus 2, you know, or 3 <laughs> or 4 or 5, whatever. And I'm kind of dreading. Of course, I was already dreading, but, you know, now it's worse than ever for, you know, Blade Runner 2. I, I don't even want to know what I'm going to do with it. You're not going to go see Prometheus's by James Cameron? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. Or, or, or uh, Pro- Prometheus versus Avatar? <laughs> Prometheus versus Terminator versus Robocop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. No, you know yeah. what? It's you said something interesting there about how it didn't add anything to the Alien franchise, and I completely yeah. agree to you. I mean, agree with you. And also it it actually took away from a lot of the things in the first Alien. I thought like you said like the That's space jockey. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Sorry. I, I, Sorry, I, One thing I said to my to a friend of mine with whom I, I saw the movie is that I liked it better when I didn't know. I mean, yeah. the background for it because it was cooler. And, and you know, here it's, it's not. It's just. I don't know. It's not. It's not that. Not that good. You know. It, it's not that imaginative or not that interesting. So just it brought very little. You know. That was that was a question best left unanswered. If you want to advocate unanswered questions, like that yeah. was you know you know my I, I discussed it with my dad over beers yesterday after the movie, and he was you know he saw aliens in the th- I mean alien in the theater when it first came out, and he said how it was a really cool movie just not because of this you know the simple like horror movie and space story and everything, but because they had all these sets and you know the space jockey and all these things that you're like. Wow, what is that about? You know, it suggested all this cool stuff, but it wasn't actually about that, you know? Right. And it yeah, was just it was cool back, that it was there. Yeah, it was whimsy. It was cool <clears throat> that it was there. Mm-hmm. And he was saying how I kind of liked it better before I knew, like, it was just, oh, so it's these these big assholes in suits. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> that are well, pretty much just us with HR yeah. themed costumes. Yeah, well, now I know. Am I am I better off for it? <laughs> like, not not really. Yeah, what so, did, yeah. I was, I was very interested in hearing what your dad thought, your dad being someone. So overall, though, he wasn't a big fan of it either or what? Uh, he he sort of has like a similar take as me where like he's a lot more uh, nitpicky than I am. Mm. And uh, <laughs> it's funny to say that <laughs> the emperor is not as forgiving as I am, <laughs> says Darth Vader. And, uh, <laughs> and But he like the line he had about it that I thought was great was he said it reminded him of like the pulp sci-fi comics he would read like from uh, – Comics and stories, short stories from like ni- he said, like nineteen thirty one. He gave a specific year consistently, where like they were portraying the future, like the far future, but they didn't actually know about things like you know how germs worked, you mm-hmm. know, and like you know clean rooms and how to you know how you really had to behave. So it's like the guys of in you know he also even said like the design, like they're wearing like you know they look like they're wearing diving gear almost in certain right. scenes in World War like. You know, World War One. you know, like, flight, you know, helmets and, like, yeah. headgear. Yeah, Need- needlessly large helmets. Yeah, and it's like, you know, and, you know, they don't really... And there were scenes like that where it's like, oh, we're detecting life. And it's like, well, there's worms in the ground. You guys don't detect that? That's a big deal. Like, you know, today, <laughs> with NASA, we're looking for... If we found a worm on Mars, yeah. that'd be the biggest story, you know, ever. Yeah. And And they just didn't care. And it was, you know, really weird. They're stepping on the worms and not noticing. And it's like, really? I don't know. It was just little. And it's like, you know, it sounds like, oh, these are nitpicky details. You know, no, you're, that's a you're good trashing a, an entertaining movie for no reason. It's like, well, no, this could have been a great movie yeah. if they just didn't like, you know, it's it's lazy. It's And it's weird. It's inexplicable when you have like, you know, a couple of writers and, and such a huge production. And they spared no expense, obviously. So it's just it's very disappointing that they didn't make like a transcendent, you know, movie with all that material. Yeah. Well, it, it seems to me they probably had when they went into this production, they probably had an overall idea for what they wanted to do, but as far as the details and the nuances, they just kind of like, yeah. ah, we'll figure it out, you know, it'll work no, out. No, that's the thing. It's like they had a big great idea they wanted to do, but they 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 didn't do their homework. You know, they kind of BS'd it. Like, and yeah. turned it in, and it's like, well, here it is. It kind of touches on all these subjects, you know, but the okay. All those all those shortcuts and missteps catch up with it to me yeah. halfway through the movie, and it became like I couldn't enjoy it anymore because of I was – and then my mind was attuned to the problems, and I couldn't get it out of my mind, so. Yeah, and like uh, 
earlier uh, when you said how you said it didn't add any of the alien lore either. Well, the way I see it differently is I was just looking at it as like sort of different, you know, and that's why it didn't bother me too much. Like the space, I mean, I guess I had to do that, you know, a long time ago, sort of separate it. And Ridley Scott obviously was trumpeting that, you know, like, well, these are different. And it helps different though. That's the same. It's basically (laughs) the same set. I mean, the engineers like hold, you know, navigation room is, is pretty much the same set from alien. I don't know. I I mean, it's a, it's a different movie is fair to say. Cause you know, it's like the technology in it is different. They obviously, you know, didn't care to like make that you, as you mentioned, you mentioned all the monitors and everything. Like you can say that it's like, Oh, well that's different though, because this was like a trillion. Oh yeah. Well that gets to another thing. This is a trillion dollar expedition top flight. (laughs) Whereas uh, No no inflation. Well, not only that, but also it's like, really, you spent a trillion dollars on it and you sent these people? It's like, these, you know, it's like these are the best and brightest. And they, and also the way they acted. It's like the captain, he doesn't give a shit about anything until the end. And then he's like, well, I'm going to kill myself. And so are my two guys who don't give a shit about anything. And they're like, yeah, we're, we don't have to, but we're going to sacrifice ourselves, sir. Sure. It's like, what? I don't know. But also, yeah, it's a trillion dollar expedition, right? And no one is loyal or disciplined or <laughs> anything on it. It's right. just a clusterfuck. But, uh, oh, God, I lost my point. My point was that, you know, you can't even say that, like, this has different technology because this is a top flight outfit and those guys were just, like, space truckers. Because Alien takes place years, like, decades later. It's 100 too. years, yeah. Yeah, it's like a hundred years later. It's a century later. So if this is how far we're going to go in eighty years, it's like I don't believe that they're using stuff we don't even use now in Alien Two. So they had to, if you if you were going to really make an attempt to tie it together, you had to do that. And that's why I just sort of from the outset was like, you know, this is a different movie. It's sort of like the whole Alien thing is really just an excuse at this point. Yeah, like, well, I know. I don't want to harp on it too much, but I mean, to me, it's it's essentially can be boiled down to this, like. I can't think of it as a new movie when they're still pulling from the old movie uh, constantly, yeah. you know, constantly saying, oh, this is new, but we're going to borrow this over here or we're going to basically hit the reset button except for X, Y, Z, C, A, B, C, D, yeah. you know, all these things. So it's like, yeah. yeah it, well. made, it put it in an awkward place for people because like the reviews I've seen like and the thread, the thread's really good. I was very proud of everybody sort of nailing everything that was wrong with this instead of like being like, Oh, it was awesome. You know, like people yeah. had high standards for the movie and they should have. And, uh, not, not, not everybody, not everybody. <laughs> well, some people are drinking the black goo Kool-Aid and transforming into like lost apologists, <laughs> horrible creatures. <laughs> you don't want that to happen to you. But, uh, what was I going to say? Ah, Jesus. <laughs> you are proud of the people in the thread. Oh yeah. Uh, the people had problems with like the alien connection. It put it in an awkward place because I noticed that people were complaining. Well, you know, I didn't like how much it had to do with alien, and other people were at the same time saying it didn't have enough to do with alien. <laughs> they put it in this weird spot where it's like, yeah, you could you could easily see it either way. Where because like it was interesting to read. Like I read Incantation's uh, post where he had a link to uh, the original uh, surgery scene that it was okay. actually going to be a face hugger and an alien. So it was going to be a direct, like, you know, it's interesting that it was at that point even that direct and that she was going to have the the alien removed from her surgically and survive it. And uh, so it was just interesting that it was that close. And I guess that was the other screenwriter that was going to do it that way. And it was uh, Lindelof, or however you say his name, Mr. Lost, who came in and, you know, distanced it further from Alien. Yeah. 
So I don't know how that would have made the movie better or worse or different. I kind of like it this way just because, like, I don't know. I didn't like I, I didn't really want it to be an alien movie. I liked the aspects of it that weren't an alien movie, but that just sort of like touched on it. So it it hit a good spot for me there. Mm. But yeah, it put it in a weird position. Yep. Well, Prometheus 2, catch it next summer. <laughs> yeah, so we, we can see what they could have showed us if the movie was a half hour longer, you know, her going to the planet. Because what's she going to do there other than a bunch of stupid, like, action set sequences where she has to run from the guys that want to uh, kill her? She, yeah. You know, what, what answers is she going to get? She's insane, <laughs> like, at this point. Ugh. Yeah, and also another thing they didn't pay off. I'm sorry, I'm going to spend another hour talking about this movie. Yeah, even after you guys sign off, uh, she she knew that David killed her. You know, basically her fiance, right? Like they had yeah. that moment Not only where she he didn't just kill him. He he basically she she knew that he and yeah, impregnated he, he, she, her. Right. Yeah. Exactly. He did. Yeah. He did something unspeakably horrible. Essentially, yes. <laughs> like yes. we can't. It's hard to even describe. And. Uh, she knows this. They have a moment of recognition where he says, you know, it wasn't in the air and she looks at him and she knows. Yep. And that just sort of goes away. Like, you know, she doesn't like throw his head out the window or smash it or anything like, like instead of accepting his help. And it, I don't know. It was just another sort of human element that it's like, why have it if you're not going to use it? Well, that guy was a dick anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was good. Maybe she was relieved. You know, they yeah. it was their whole relationship is weird. Like where David is like, you know, you know, she's like. She almost gets killed, and the other guy yells at her, her dickhead boyfriend. And David's like, "Are you all right?" You know, and she's like, "Thank you, David." And it's like, "Well, what are they? You know, are they gonna? They're gonna be a couple? I guess they he, end up he, that he way." He knew they would have sex too. He knew they were gonna have sex that night. That's why he that, dipped his finger in the drink. That line was great. And he knew exactly. Is he an expert? Did they know that they were gonna have sex right after, and that, that she would get pregnant? Is he an expert in things that have never ever happened? <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part of that video as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was Good excellent. Stuff. Okay, but yeah, if you want my dad's final take, here's what he said to me that was very telling. That First okay. of all, they, they lost him when the guy took off his helmet. He's <laughs> <Which is laughs> like, oh, this doesn't this movie stinks. Yep. And even before that, the cave paintings. He was like, that doesn't make any sense. What yeah, sense yeah. what the fuck? So, okay, yeah, the Red Letter Media thing reminded me of that, that I, I couldn't really quite formulate what I was thinking. So... So aliens drew cave paintings to where their weapons base was? Why? Yeah, you know. Why? For and did they draw it? Or I thought it was just that guy. Okay, so they drew it all over the world. And then I guess the guy drank the stuff and died. Like, my, I thought it was like an accident or something. Like, they never even sort of explore that. Well, uh, no, I think he was just, you know, like, populating the place with his DNA or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, I guess. I but agree. it was... Did it but, work? Okay. To answer the red letter videos questions, were was there already life on Earth? He was just creating human life. Yeah, I, I mean, the, yes. you know, it it couldn't have been just all of you know life on Earth coming. Yeah, there's already so trees be, and things. In yeah, it would have to be only human life. It's like it's actually very. It's a weird concept. I mean, it's just it's bullshit. Like like the rest yeah, of the movie, it, it all of it is bullshit. Yeah, that's the thing. It was really. I thought it was really cool when I saw it. Like at the beginning, you see it breaking down, you know, his DNA, and then he falls in the water, and you see it in there, and you know, you know, okay, this is the origin of human life. And in the moment, yeah. it's like that's really cool. This is really cool. But again, it's one of those things that it's like really cool. But if you think about it, yeah, it doesn't make any fucking sense. It's just yeah, fuck evolution. <laughs> no. You know, you know it's just biologist. Oh, you you're just disregarding all this, you know, 
Darwinism. Woo, fine, think that way. And yeah, and the, and the girl like with the cross and all of this shit. You know, it just it's very fitting that it comes from the guy who was, you know, behind Lost because it's just it's it's the same the- kind of bullshit. You know, it's yeah. just you know, guy's just a hack and he's just, you know, he's, he's full of shit. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I, the, the same exact word comes to mind. I'm thinking, God, this guy is hacky. Like, he can think of, like, these cool concepts, but he's too lazy or stupid to, like, just, like, you know, do some research to make it, like, to flesh it out, to give it yeah, substance. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. Really good. it makes me think that, I mean, it makes me wonder if Lindelof was, like, you know, just, like, combing or, or cruising for scripts. And, and, and like, this, he saw this one. He, like, he was listening, he was listening in on a door where uh, Ridley Scott was. Killian. Oh, you're making some kind of sci-fi movie? I want in on that shit. Walks in the door. I'm going to help you write this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because, yeah, it's like really, it might have been better with just the other guy who was going to maybe like, well, I'm going to actually make it alien, you know? Like, no, 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 no. We got to make it different, but still the same. (laughs) It's like, what? Yeah, so I don't know. That was weird. Straightforward. I don't know. More of an actual movie that has a a real sense of itself the whole oh yeah well that's the thing that's the real thing is like i'd love to see like a fan edit of this movie where it's like if you cut out like half the characters that were unnecessary anyway you know they didn't go anywhere they didn't serve a purpose really and they take up time you know precious time that could have been used to flesh out some of these ideas and you know make the scenes that are good even better and give them more meaning so still though i would want them to keep the 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 time when he was flirting with charlise they're on and they had sex I yeah, I I like that. <laughs> I like it. You, well, that, you know what was weird with that is that he had a presence in the movie, but he was always just sort of like, you know, like he's fucking with the guys down in the cave, or at least I thought he was when he was going like, oh, I read a life form. Oh, no, wait, it's, it's probably just a glitch. It's gone. I thought he was yeah. messing with them. And then later he's like, did you fix that glitch? Like really earnestly. And it's like, what? You actually believed that? God, everyone is so stupid. <laughs> you know, they're like that, looking for alien life. And when they find it, oh, just a glitch. That guy is in the wire. He plays a really great character in it. It's Ringer a show Bell. you see. Yeah, that's right. I saw the first episode actually finally, and like I can oh, see what good. everyone means already. It's just very dense. Hell yeah! Very, yeah, very different from any show I'd ever seen. Yep, good show. I didn't even watch it again though. I was getting wasted, but uh... <laughs> yeah, I, I was anyway, caught on the first episode. But some people, not everybody, gets caught in the first episode. Yeah, yeah I, but I guess, his character. I, guess I the, wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to shift it back to Prometheus before we start talking about the wire. Because I haven't. No, seen I'm done. It, so. I'm done with the wire. Okay. But yeah, his character again was just weird because like they the time they could have spent developing some you know like ethos to him to where he why he would kill himself at the end, they spent it having him play like his little instrument and fuck Charlize Theron and yeah. and just generally act like a grunt who didn't give a shit, which is weird for a guy who's captaining the trillion dollar expedition. Yeah, <laughs> on the super advanced spaceship, he was like the space trucker except he's driving a Lamborghini. It was you know bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. It was the, like, the whole thing was like he's the captain, not yeah. Charlize Theron. What's what's he's, her? What is she here for exactly? What's her role? Yeah, uh, she's yeah, the manager she, basically. She at first the, I thought she was going to have an important role, but then you know when she first gets out, she's like in charge and seems important and seems kind of tough, and mm-hmm. then it just fades away and she becomes kind of you know she becomes lamer as the movie goes on. To you know it culminates with you know like her saying father and being like suddenly she's like a petulant little girl. And yep. then she just gets run over by a spaceship she could have easily avoided. 
I'm pretty sure she screams before the thing hits her too. She couldn't just like use oh, that it, time to roll out of the way. Of course, <laughs> yeah. Well, she was like really like, no, no, this can't happen. I guess because she's yeah. such a like entitled bitch, you know, sort of a thing. But it's like you know, it, it it was like, well, you know, she wasn't that bad. Like I don't know why. Like, am I supposed to cheer or be happy or? I, I mean, I thought, I thought she was a sympathetic character up to a certain point. I appreciated that she was at least thinking rationally when they were trying to bring the infected guy on the, on the ship. Like, yeah, thank you. Someone please put their foot down and say, that guy looks pretty sick. I don't want him on my fucking ship. I'll use a flamethrower. Yeah. That's, that's the correct yeah. response to that scenario. But, yeah, there needed to be more of that. that, that yeah. was, it was only weird in that scene because there wasn't more of it. You know, It stood out because yeah. like, how come they weren't saying that, like, do not take your helmet off or we're not going to let you back on board? Right. You know, we're going to quarantine you. It's like these are basic sort of things that we do now. I love I love David's thing. Right? Before he takes the helmet off, he's like, David, what are the readings here? I detect no anomalies. You could probably breathe this. Then he takes his helmet off. What about the anomalies you don't know about? What about fucking molecules and atoms and shit? They're on a foreign fucking planet that you don't know about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, beyond just the fucking oxygen, you know, I mean, I think that's all they care about. Like, oh, we can breathe this. Yeah, what about fucking viruses, bacteria? Yeah. <laughs> you know, fucking stupid. I mean, it's fucking stupid. You know, so it's really, really stupid. No one, no, I mean, no one would do this. Yeah. Or... Just the the two again the two scared guys that you know they aren't scared all of a sudden when confronted by big scary yeah. alien worms <laughs> like and the guys you know he reminded me of the dude from the Hangover <laughs> the, the <laughs> one the dentist yeah <laughs> that 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 was distracting to me as he was just like hey little guy you know it was like even his voice you know the glasses and the whole look and uh, I don't know again back to the cave paintings where did those did, okay so did the aliens leave those and then they left. And then we, you know, David was able to decipher what their language would be like by looking at our ancient languages. But if they weren't here anymore, like guiding us, why would our language be descended from theirs other than like our vocal cords? Like, I don't get that. Like That wasn't explained. The, yeah, language is not transmitted is, via DNA. Right. He would still <laughs> need a kind of Rosetta Stone to make it make sense. You yeah. know, a, a one thing to base it off of, regardless of him studying thousands of languages. It they make could much have actually difference. spent like you know, part of the first half of the movie, like, doing that. Like, that was the other problem, like, overall with the movie is that there wasn't really a point to anything where it was, Mm -hmm. like, it was just sort of, like, we're going here, we're doing this, and we're having scenes, but there wasn't, like, a driving force, like, oh, we found this stone to translate their language, which is going to pay off later when we talk to the guy, sort of, like, a natural order like that. It was sort of like, oh, look at this scene. It's a hologram, and this guy gets his head cut off, and here's his head, and let's blow it up in the lab. That's going to be icky. And that's going to be cool. Uh. And he's going to go, oh, his head will blow up. <laughs> but it's like, okay, but there's not a lot of deep, you know, all, for all the pseudo theology going on mm-hmm. here, this isn't very deep. So I don't know. I bet, I bet you. Good, answer, good movie. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> the answer to why the engineers wanted to blow up Earth is going to be Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> They're gonna all be in a church at the end, and yeah, they were all they were all dead anyway. <laughs> you were there, and you, and you, yeah, good, good show, good movie. Uh, okay, I think I think we're done with Prometheus. Agreed, or any other points? Yeah, uh, no, I'd rather forget about it now. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna see it again. I think maybe in 2D, but uh, 2D, it was fine. Yeah, the end.
I could actually talk about the 3D some more. <laughs> We're back. It's not. It's never over. But uh, <laughs> I've written down end of Prometheus. Okay, it's, Keep it's talking done. And we will add this to outtakes. Oh, okay. And Azil can head off if you need to. No, yeah, I think I'm going to go eat and then just crash. You know. What's for What's for dinner? What's for dinner? Uh, I don't know. Chaggy, what are we going to eat? Uh, we're going to eat uh, some kind of crepe, you know, some kind of. Uh, sorry. Yeah. How she didn't hear that? Tell her not to uh, listen. To uh, that was a French word, so that's that's how it's supposed to sound. It's a. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't even crepes? know. Crepes? What? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's called. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what the fuck it's called in English. Yeah, know? don't worry about it. Uh, no, I'll check. Kind of checking. Hey, so you know some kind of big pancakes, you know? It is crepes. It is a crepe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah, what that's... we call it in English too. That is funny. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you're if you're from Tennessee, they call them creepies. Oh, really? Is that so? Well, only if you're an idiot. But yes, I've heard, I've heard <laughs> oh, people okay. call them creepies before. Let's have oh. a creep. A crepe. Yeah, There's a, a French restaurant <laughs> or a you know uh, <laughs> not, not a nominally French restaurant <laughs> in Tennessee <laughs> called uh, Provence, and uh, they serve French foods there. And all sorts of hicks will come in and order. You got any of those creepies? I'm gonna get myself a baguette. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> You'd love it, man. You can well, get them at IHOP, though. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm sure. Uh, well, I, I guess it's not any worse than the chili con dog. Uh, yeah, got, dude, you should tell that day. story, man. Yeah, well, Griff, you know, I, I was uh, you know, in Paris the other day with a friend of mine, and, you know, the guy wanted to try a, a hot dogs, you know. He was like, oh, oh, this is good, you know, some real American hot dogs. So I said, sure. <laughs> and so I, I look at the, uh, you know, at the, you know, the cart, and I said, oh, all right, I'll take uh, – the chili dog, you know, because it's it's called chili con dog on the thing. And the girl went ahead and corrected me. I am in the chili con dog. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and well, and they, yeah, they weren't too bad, I guess. But, you know, not that good either. So. Chili yeah, con not. dog. Yeah. Yep. And, and they prize themselves as being like the best hot dog place in Paris, like just like in the USA and also, yeah. Uh-huh. I think that probably amounts to like the best French food place in America. It's yeah. Probably, yeah. You know, like... Provence. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually like to, to hear one of the guys, you know, serving the you know, French restaurants in the USA, you know, give me the names of the dishes in French, you know, with some <laughs> chitty accent. The sink is what it sounds like. It's French. It's pretty no, funny. actually, uh, my favorite uh, f- French bistro, Soleil. Yeah. Like they've got actual guys who are like you can tell they're like French. They've got like real accents. Oh, that's like, nice. Yeah, it's 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 really nice. I went there after graduation, and uh, yeah, there were a couple of guys like that. I'm always fascinated because it's like, wow, they've got real like, like there's guys you could tell were French and like some other accents, like you know. But it's like, oh, it's got a real European flavor here. Oh, yeah, that's neat. It's yeah, not have, like, you know, here, for example, yeah, every, like, Jap- every Japanese restaurant is, you know, run by Chinese people, you know, so it's like, <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess, okay, yeah, sure. I've but, got a, I, I pulled up a French restaurant menu and I can read it in a Tennessee accent uh, if you want to hear how a Tennessee person <laughs> would, would, would call them. So we have potage cream de croissant, escargots à la bourgogne. Casole it. We got some plate de canard. Coquilles Saint Jacks. 
Brie Cream Anglaise, uh, Devin Blank Ovin Rouge. I, I pronounce <laughs> Rouge too correctly. Rogue with how he, he would be he would be saying it. Oh God, yeah. Beef La Proven Call. <laughs> so yeah. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> Time for dinner. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll go eat my creepies then. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a GameStop experience this week trying to hunt down a game. Have you been in GameStop? Like, when's the last time you went to GameStop, Griff? Oh, God. Like, uh, is that something you do regularly or like once no, a year? No, it's something I try to avoid to do that I've had to do more recently just because of the 3DS. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, I, I only go there when I'm looking for a DS or 3DS game. Like, I'm not going to be there for any other fucking reason. Yeah, and, uh, oh, it's such an, or- it's an ordeal. And, uh, yeah, it's just been, yeah, I, I actually saw Alien, uh, what is it called? Colonial Marines or whatever the DS game is. Mm. What's, it, what's the name um, of the DS game by WayForward? Yeah, it's uh, Infestation. Alien Infestation, that's right. And I saw it there for like 20 bucks and almost picked it up the last time I was there. That was months ago, but I just decided not to because I had a ton of other games I hadn't played yet. Well, that's actually what I went to GameStop to get. Yeah. It's good. Um, It's a little straightforward. Like, I guess, like, to to sound a little too pretentious, like, there are, like, three different verbs you use as far as the game language is concerned. Like, there's, like, three different actions you can take, and you Mm. do those a lot, you know? Like, so uh, it's kind of like a Metroid game in that, you explore a map, and the map, and you do have different items and abilities that open up other areas. But it's it's so linear; it's kind of like Metroid Fusion. You're, you're, you have a seat oh, telling yeah. you where to go at all times, so that kind of bothers me. But the actual action is very repetitive. But uh, graphically, it's very impressive. Like, the animations are really cool; like they're very, very well animated, and the graphics are pixelated and awesome. Uh, but I mean, I mean, it's a little tedious to me. I'm only like three or four hours in, and apparently, the game's really big. You have multiple characters, and it's kind of cool. Like your characters can die permadeath. Like if, yeah. if you die, if you get, if you get killed by an alien or something like that, your character, like you see them, you have to go back and find them. Like you have four characters. If one of them dies, but an alien or something like that, you have to go find his body, and you can you can rescue him, but he'll eventually have something a chest burster will pop out or something like that. So he's gone, you know. Yeah. Um, but you can find other characters out to replace them. So, the, the, but the, uh, you know, all the traits and everything. That can you run out of characters? I don't know. Um, I don't know how many there are, but I think I've, I've lost two people, but I've found replacements for them like in, in the map. Like, there's other Marines that are in, stationed out there in this place, and you can add, add them to replace the people. So and I mean, are, they like, uh, are they, like, set characters that have been, like, designed and given bios and everything? They're not, like, randomly generated? No, no, they're they, they, they each of them has an individual character portrait, and they have their own individual dialogue. Uh, as far as how they function, there's as, as far as I can tell, there's no difference. Like they, they look different, but they have the same characteristics. Like there's no real discrepancy between one character or the other. They have the same loadout, even. But uh-huh. actually, you can change their loadout. You can do like the, the, the pulse rifle or a shotgun or something like that. But um, anyway, to get this game, though, was a fucking nightmare. Did you read that at all? How I got Yeah, it? you, you oh, okay. wanted to play it immediately, so you didn't just order it online, which I've been through that same uh, yeah. experience. And actually, I had a similar episode trying to get a hold of uh, Infinite Space. Yeah, dude, that was I, tough as well for me, even yeah. back in the day. 
it's had the same, almost the same exact experience where you have to wade through the fucking peons to get your fucking game while mom is buying 30 GameCube games that are outdated for, yeah, for five 200%, bucks. <laughs> yeah, 200% markup price. From what they're actually worth, worthless, yeah. you know, they're actually paying money for it. But, uh, no, yeah, in my case, for getting infinite space, it actually, they didn't have it at my closest one. They only had it at one that was like 15 miles away, which yeah. doesn't sound too bad. But it took me an hour and a half to get there in like LA traffic. <laughs> oh, I know what you mean. Actually, whenever I'm whenever I live in Tennessee, you know, 15 miles is like nothing. That's like a daily thing. But yeah. here, I live in Annapolis, which is a city. 15 miles. That's like that's like way out of the way. That's like fuck that. I'm not going out there. So like yeah. five miles, three miles is like more normal. But 15 miles, that's like whoa. There's no way I'm doing that. That's like a day trip. You know? Yeah. So. And uh, yeah, so that was my infinite space experience. You had the actual bad in-store experience, which is, you know what, It's it, they're all bad at GameStop, just to different degrees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Notice, because even, I had to end up buying, all they had was the display copy of Infinite Space. Yeah. So there was that little business where I have to, I'm, basically, I'm buying a new one, but it's open. Oh, and, yeah. You know, the, and, of course, the guy's, like, busy trying to sell me on, you know, oh, get the, spe- do you want to get the card, man, you know, and, like, get the pay money card that doesn't actually save you money. Do you want to subscribe to Game Informer? Do you want to pre-order any upcoming games? Yeah, you know, do you do you want to give us your name and number and your address and you know for our system? And it's like, how about I just give you cash and you you know you you provide me the service and give me shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah, it's. I I, I get them like, I I feel a little like I don't mean to, but I can't help but feel a little superior when talking to these fucking dweebs. They're trying. They're trying to tell me about new games that are coming out. I'm like, dudes. I check out game news like every fucking day when I'm not working. Like I know what games are coming out better than yeah. you do. Even though you work in retail, I know it better than you do. So please don't try to sell me any shit. So like, the, the work, the most degrading thing to me is like going in to buy an old DS game, used or not. They they have them on these shelves where you're pretty much forced to get on your knees to get to them to see them. They're all lined up. So you have to like get on your yeah. knees, like reach down, bend yeah, over. I know what you're talking about. To even see what they have in stock. And like at the time I'm like crowding around these kids. Like literally kids are like, you know, from shoulder to shoulder with like eight year olds that are shitting their pants trying <laughs> to find this fucking game. Now, is that like a moment of like realization about yeah, your absolutely. own life? <laughs> like, Absol- you know, like Absolutely. God. I mean that, that's that's part of what makes it painful was <laughs> I'm 30 fucking years old, shoulder to shoulder with eight-year-olds in a game store. Like, yeah, I know that, but I want my fucking game, and I'm, I'm willing to pay that price to get it. You know? But yeah, it's... These, these are the things that uh, Tina points out to me all the time in my life, where it's like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, dude, I mean, like, conversely, I mean, I never, I never in my life expected that I would be 30 years old, you know, looking still reading a comic book on a regular basis. But, I mean, that's... Yeah. I, I'm not going to change that. That, that, that yeah. realization... It doesn't change anything, you know. So yeah, those those eight year olds are going to be thirty year olds playing games too. So that's just yeah. the way. That's just the new way of things. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, that's it's a scale thing because you know the thirty year olds I knew when I was young, they didn't grow up on games like I grew up on games. It's a different phenomenon, you know. So it's a different sh- cultural, you know, movement basically. Well, look at my dad. He's seventy. Yeah, seventy. Really? Uh, yeah. And he's still playing these games and it's like, you know, having to, you know, he doesn't have to go shoulder to shoulder with the eight year olds. He's not playing like those little kid games and everything. Sure. But it's just one of these things where it's like, you know, yeah, that's, you know, and a lot of people like they have that reaction too. really, you know, he's that old and it's not necessarily just in regards to the age, but it's like, and he's playing computer games. 
he's better than you at Diablo three. <laughs> you know, he's got, he's, you know, it's like, yeah, he is. <laughs> it's like, he's really into it and into everything a lot more than I am. And he's like big on steam. And, you know, I think he's like you, where he's got like a huge backlog of like, you know, games he's bought, like, you know, through deals. And I think that's been yeah. a great thing for him because yeah, he doesn't have to go through like the embarrassment or the trouble of like going and finding it. Oh yeah. You know, and dealing. I, I, with- I only do that when I absolutely have to, that's like a last resort type of thing. Yeah, And since he's a, he's like pretty much purely a computer guy, like, uh, you know, he doesn't have to go through like the GameStop experience. He always goes yeah. to like Fry's or something like that. Yeah. Like we went to, I convinced him to play Infinite Space, and we went to go get him a 3DS. And infinite, we had to go to GameStop to get him the the Infinite Space copy. We got him a used one, and he was just bewildered by how just horrible the place was, how loud it is, and the the colors, and the and the and the cashier was like seemed super caffeinated, and was just <laughs> all over us like giving us information we didn't want, telling us about stuff we weren't interested in, all over us about the game. And it was like, my dad was like, that guy was kind of making me nervous. <laughs> like, just the way I needed to get out of there. Because, like, I was like, so are we going to buy the 3DS? And he's like, no, let's go to Target. Because <laughs> like, he just yeah. wanted to get out of there. Ooh, and, yeah, that's... Go ahead. I was just saying, that sort of sums up, like, the GameStop experience for, like, a normal person that hasn't been through it before. Oh, yeah. Dude, it can... It can I mean... It's pretty horrifying, but it's very the, aggressive. The person in front of me, the mom that was buying fucking Incredible Hulk on GameCube and Zorro on GameCube for like fifteen bucks each, um, she basically said yes to all the questions the guy had asked, like a fucking tool. He's like, "Do you want to subscribe to Game, Game Informer?" He's like, "Yeah, actually, uh, I, I do." Or, or the, I the really do. The kid spoke up, and the mom's like, "Okay, put that on there too." You know, like really. Do you want to pre-order Mario Party 11? Like, uh, oh, that's coming out? Oh, uh, yeah, actually, yeah. How much is it? Oh, it's $5. Yeah, sure, yeah, mom, put that on there, too. Okay, put that on there, too. Like, really? Fucking a fucking gold mine with these people. I know, but uh, no wonder these kids are all, like, you know, just turn into little shits. <laughs> like, combined uh, with the whole, I don't know, With I feel like that mentality with kids, Facebook and reality programming and sort of aspiring to that has made everyone think they're, like, a superstar or something like everyone acts like a s- entitled celebrity now. It's like even if you're nobody, it's bizarre. It's, I feel sorry for those kids because it's like you know, you're gonna you're gonna be like uh, like the guy in Prometheus who I was happy to see die. <laughs> so, Which one? All of them? <laughs> mostly uh, Charlie. Who another thing that didn't oh. make sense about him. And Vampire Hunter Bob pointed this out, and I was very happy he did. They go to the planet. They, you know, they go to one room in one temple, the first one they find and land on. They don't find the human guys. And he says, like, this is just another tomb. And then he's moping and drinking on the ship and just being an incredible <laughs> ass. And it's like, really? This is the first one. You know, it's like, yeah, it's a whole planet. And there's like a whole line of those temples. It's utterly yeah, the whole thing. Like, so, so we're going to go to this planet, right? Because we know some kind of life is on it. Or they contacted us, told us to go there. So we went there. And as we were flying, but as we were landing, we found this, God doesn't build in lines. Okay, great. Yeah. We'll land there. Just check it out. But that's all, that's all we're going to do is just the first place we fucking see. And for, I know. The and first the, exit of the highway. And it's like there was four like in line with it, right? And for, yeah. I like how they, they had no idea. There were, Wait, there's other ships? Duh. Yeah. Like, what, <laughs> what kind of scientists are these? These aren't even like average intelligence people. <laughs> like these aren't even human beings. 
And uh, I think the reader was supposed to forget that you saw those as they, as they flew by or something like that. Yeah, that I don't know what was going the on. The viewer was but, supposed to forget. Yeah, and I had another point about that guy. <laughs> it's so frustrating. So, yeah, I was surprised you liked it as much as you did. I thought you'd hate it the most, actually, among oh, yeah? us. Yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, as. I would just enjoyed it as I was watching it. It was one of those things. And so I like, I'm sort of forgiving it based on that. Like I can see all the problems and yeah. And it's, it's, it's disappointing. I'm disappointed, but I don't like hate it. Cause I like recognize, you know, it's, it's better than most stuff that comes out. I don't know. Maybe no, I'm, no, I've, I mean, I've been I, defeated, I, you know, in that way that I'm just sort of like, well, you know, <laughs> again, like in the sense that it's a new sci-fi movie that has a really great production value. I can appreciate that. I fucking love sci-fi. But again, it, it comes down to This Ridley wasn't Scott. even like sci-fi though. Like sci-fi? It was sci-fi, but I mean, I'm talking about like from like all the like technical standpoints we were talking about where it's like sci-fi, like good sci-fi gets its shit right. You sure. know, and is consistent. And in this like I'm most enjoying this like is like a space adventure movie. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of how it's presented. I mean, okay. like when you take everything together, it's like it isn't like serious science fiction. It's just, you're right. Yeah. I mean, it, to me, the the ultimate problem with make, with actually with calling it like straight up hard sci fi is most sci fi in that genre. It, it's it's constructed to be essentially social commentary on how we how we how humans like deal with technology and the world around them. Yeah. But this isn't really addressing those, those questions. It's more of a you know creationist type you know dilemma with this movie. Yeah. It, yeah, I, I actually joked like the the scientist, you know, like uh, even her, like she was probably the, the main character. Shaw was probably, you know, like one of the best, other than David. She probably was the mm-hmm. best character, the one you could actually like. I didn't and, want uh, her to be that character, but she ended up being that character. Yeah, actually, from the trailers, I thought she was going to be like the annoying, like hysterical woman that they yeah, put in these movies, <laughs> and so I was relieved that she actually had, you know, like a good head about her. But. uh Oh, God. What was I going to say? Again, I'm she didn't it. have that good of a head. She was one of the idiots that wanted her boyfriend back on the ship. Yeah, well, I can understand that because that's just, like, an emotional thing. Like, I, I forgive, like, you know, like, I think Nightcrawler was, like, talking about, you know, like, look at some of the dumb things in Alien. But it's like, those were very understandable, and those were supposed to be not super smart people. And it's like, exactly. you know, someone someone crying when they're seeing their friend get killed instead of helping them. It's like, that's they're not... They're not. They couldn't help them anyway, and they're not that type of person. You know, if it had been just another person cutting up their friend instead of like a xenomorph, they would have right. been crying and not able to help because you know they're just useless. So I don't know. These people were way dumber. And I was I was making the joke that like even you know even her with her like cross and her sort of pseudo religious beliefs and like her whole like that's what I choose to believe Ugh. about like what the purpose is. You know, like how do we know they invited us? That's what I choose to believe. And it's like, what kind of scientist is this? This is like the scientist at like the creationism museum, you know. Down. Do, you know what, do you know what? Do you know what she was? She was a, a woman of faith, and then her boyfriend was a man of science. And but he was the don't, worst. Don't tell me! Don't tell me what I can't do. It's, it's yeah, it's, a, it's the same oh, shit, man. <laughs> and you know, the other thing I was going to say that I forgot earlier was. Uh, when they first landed and he has that – and he's you know continuing to be a douche. He's like, it's Christmas. I'm getting my – and that whole tree thing was just to set up him saying that stupid line about how it's Christmas and he wants to open his presents. Very clever. <laughs> Great writing. And uh, 
you know, if this were like if this movie were made in 1979, I feel like almost like they would have because like if you were a scientist and you landed on this strange planet in front of this temple, you'd want to like wait overnight to see what happened. Like if anything yeah. happened, you know, just sort of curiosity. Like, all right, let's we're tonight we're staying in the ship. We're gonna see what happens if anything comes out. What we observe, and we're gonna be you know cautious and careful. And it would have built tension, you mm-hmm. know, and built towards something. And I don't know. They just yeah. Go, go, go. Too many characters and not long enough. Yeah, I mean, the the structure itself is essentially treated like a haunted house, like the way they treat it in the movie. And it doesn't yeah. really go beyond that, except, but you know, obviously rises the up problem the ship. is that the way the characters behave is that they don't actually act like people that have stumbled into a real haunted house. They're, they're acting like they're at the haunted house ride at Disneyland. Like, yeah. you know, like they're not really scared. It's like, oh, man, what are we going to see in here? It's going to be <laughs> What's awesome. in this room? <laughs> Why are you bringing that weapon, man? You're killing the vibe. <laughs> like, oh, this is a science expedition. It's like, I'm pretty sure scientists would use weapons, you know, yeah. if it was dangerous. They, yeah. You know, scientists that study sharks, you know, they take like zappers down there to keep the sharks from eating them. You know, they don't just go down there. <laughs> and like, you know, it's science. If it's going to eat us, we're going to it's going to happen. Nah. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm done complaining about Prometheus. You can continue if you want. No, no, I'm I was done a long time ago. But I'm, I'll, <laughs> sorry, I, I'll I'll happily bounce along with things you're saying. But like I don't like I, I had notes on Prometheus here, and I I exhausted them like 30 minutes ago. So yeah, I I, I want to reiterate because it's like I have been criticizing it the whole time. That, yeah, I did enjoy it. I did like it. I do think it's a movie worth seeing. It's just I'm extremely disappointed that yeah they could have. I feel like. There was the seed of a really great movie here, and you can see it in certain scenes and in certain concepts, but they just, you know, they didn't take the time to do it. No, I, I, I tend to agree. Like, you know, the, the, the basis for a great movie, no doubt, was – and the premise itself was, was cool. Like, again, I liked – I was along for the ride for the first, like, third of the movie. I was like, this is a great concept. I can see cool things happening from this direction. And then it just – I don't know, like – and they didn't go anywhere with it. Like, yeah, and they didn't even really pay the it off. Alien haunted house, like, great. Okay. Yeah, huh. and they didn't even really pay pay it off, even in a simplistic way. Like, I feel like Avatar was almost like a better like so- story in its simplicity that paid itself off. Like, it's just mm-hmm. it's a very simple story where the characters' motivations all kind of make sense. Mm-hmm. Whereas this movie was like trying to do something so much more complicated that it kind of ended up being it got very messy that way. Yeah. So you couldn't even, like, even on a, like, space adventure level, it doesn't make sense. Like, why are they taking their helmets off? <laughs> why are they, <laughs> why, why would they, why would he do this? <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, even, like, even as an Indiana Jones movie, a lot of things didn't make sense. <laughs> I'm going to wrap it up. One fifty one. I wanted to say, also, um, I'm probably not going to be able to record and two weeks from now, two weeks from today, I'm, I'll probably be out of town. So oh. you and Azil might be talking about the next episode by yourselves, or we might move the recording to some other day. I don't know. Um, but I'll be, I'll be out of the state um, two weeks from now. Oh, damn. Well, we'll work something out. I'm sure we'll be able to find a way to yeah, just find another day. Right. But, I mean, if push comes to shove, I, I wouldn't mind uh, skipping one. I've been on every single one, so... But, uh, You're the only one yeah, that we'll has missed to, one, yeah. Yep. I'll try to work it out, but we'll see. All right. All right, dude. Well, thanks for joining me. As usual, good talking to you, man. Yeah, good talking. It's been. Has this been the longest one? Nope. Close nope. to it. Okay. 
yeah, close, yeah. but yeah, no cigar. All right. It's uh, we're at one hour and 52, 53 minutes. And the longest one I think was two hours and 10 minutes, something like that. Is that a Skull Knight one? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Skull Knight Part 2, I think, is two hours and three or six minutes, something like that. All right. Yep. Talk to you later. Oh, wait. Did we do the sign-off already with uh, – did, did we do that we with that? Kind of we did kind of a muddled sign-off. <laughs> we're, go- we're going now. <laughs> yeah. Last week's was funny. I'm not sure if you heard it or not. Like we, <laughs> no, I, I just uh, like, Basically, what happens is I did a lame ending like, okay, guys, and I guess we're done. And then we had outtakes, and my outtakes, the beginning of it was – that was a really lame ending. <laughs> like, that's how I led into it. So, yeah. well, that's pretty cool, though, actually. <laughs> like, it immediately goes into the behind the scenes. Yep, yep. I thought that was fun. I'm trying to do more fun stuff with edits like that. Like, when Azeel was, like, groaning, and I made that the ending to a segment. <laughs> I'm trying to do more stuff like that. Whenever- yeah, I, I, he, got, he set me off with when, we first, when you first brought up Movie 2. And he just did that voice. Is he? And guess what? It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to hear him do that. Yeah, I was glad he went the extra mile there. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good one. Okay. See ya. Later. So, are you too tired, as to not be able to write better characters than in Prometheus? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I could ever be tired enough not to be able to do that. <laughs> People that like don't take off their space helmet in weird space-like stations uh, <laughs> on, on what, foreign planets. No, how, how stupid that was. Seriously, I mean, you know what was even worse than that to me? It was when like they had the the supposed geologist who for some reason is is handling the probes, and he howls like a wolf. And I'm just thinking, like, you're in some alien temple, you know. You don't know what's in there, and you guys are yelling, like, you know, like animals, literally. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, even beyond that, the guy who's got the fucking probes, who's mapping the place... Gets, gets lost. lost. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know... <laughs> even though, you know, yeah, they've got, they're in communication with the ship, and the whole place is, like, mapped. It's like, huh? It's ridiculous. It's, it doesn't make any sense. Oh well, yeah, yeah. You know, I was, you know, I didn't expect much from the movie, but I was still pretty disappointed by it. Yeah, I was, I was like, it was weird. I was like, well, I guess we shouldn't talk about it right now, but oh fuck it. <laughs> Is uh, I was like disappointed and kind of like impressed at the same time by like separate elements. Like it was just really this sort of visceral, like you know, the enjoy the ride aspects I liked, like the the surgery scene. Yeah, and and the payoff at the end. Yeah, like that. That stuff. Like I'm like you know I'm st- sticking back against my seat. Like whoa, this is pretty cool. But yeah, there was just nothing around it to make it you know more meaningful. Yeah, but I, really, I, I mean, obviously we're, we're going to talk about Prometheus a little more in depth. No, later, we but... we already we already did. So. Oh yeah, it's already over. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just going to say, everyone said that yeah, the surgery scene was great. Like what what was it about it that was great? Because to me, it was like. Oh, well, it was dumb afterwards when she, like, is, yeah. like, she gets up and is, like, okay, I'm fine now. And yeah. then later it's, like, oh, oh, I kind of hurt a lot. I'm kind of sore from having my stuff. It's, like, she should have been completely, you know, her muscles. Yeah, her ab- abdominal muscles were completely sliced through with a laser. Yeah. Like, she yeah, shouldn't so, be able to walk. <laughs> yeah, they and needed she, a little more exposition there about, like, you know, the super futuristic surgery we have in, I guess, you know, 80 years or so. <laughs> and, I guess it's and, like, I shouldn't really care about this kind of details because, you know, that kind of shit happens all the time in movies. But because my wife's a midwife. No, I was thinking I, I, that when I read I read your review uh, yeah. yesterday. 
And I was thinking like, oh yeah, because he's he's like up on this because of his wife. And I was right. actually thinking like, I actually thought of your wife during that scene. Like, I wonder what she thought of this if she saw it. Oh, like, I told this her about so- it, and she was like, yeah. "This is fucking absurd." Yeah, because it's like this is ridiculous. I don't know anything about childbirthing, and it's like this is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. it's, dude, it's, it's all of it's bullshit. Of course, it's an alien, so I mean, you know, and it's sci-fi, so the rules are extended. But that particular procedure was a little crazy to me. No, but so. you know what? She didn't even act hurt after until like later. Like when she first got out, she just got out like, oh, oh, okay, I'm fine, and then ran away. Like even you know, even guts will act like he's hurt. You yeah. know, when he gets cut or something, like you know, he, he can still yeah. fight through it, but he doesn't just like, oh, I'm fine. And then uh, she stumbles her way into like the set of a like, gold member from Austin Powers, where she sees yeah. old gold member Guy Pierce. <laughs> he looked terrible. So, <laughs> you know, he, remember Big Trouble in Little China? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked like uh, what was his name? Oh, oh I don't remember his name. The Pan, villain Lopan was it? Yeah, he looked like Lopan. <laughs> I can't remember. I, I can't believe I remembered that. Well, yeah. Good movie. <laughs> I still enjoyed it, though. I'm going to use the berserk uh, anime refrain here. <laughs> oh, great. Well, anyway. Let's go ahead and get started because the seal's going to crash, right? Yeah. Well, okay. just when it says that, you know, I don't think, you know, got anything to do with you, your wife being a midwife. Because I, I saw the movie and my wife's a translator and I thought <laughs> it was ridiculous. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't just, make just as a, doesn't just make as a woman, sense. just as a person. Also because they, they show it uh, in a bit of detail, actually, and you know, it's not all that futuristic. He just shoots a laser in a you know abdomen, and that's it. And then he staples it. That's that's about it. It doesn't yeah. do anything else. Well, I'm wondering if they shot her up with like some super space adrenaline. You know, I was yeah. trying to rationalize it. Like, what was she hitting in her leg there? Was that to keep her moving, even though like her body physically shouldn't have been able to? <laughs> space medicine. Yeah, <laughs> she was on. She was taking steroids and adrenaline, and that yeah. that's that explains it. Good movie. Let's go ahead and get started. Um, <clears throat> oh, frack! I need to get my. Uh, I said, oh, frack! Wow, what a fucking nerd! Let me get my yeah. um my notepad real quick for times. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm a little. I'm a little disorganized today. Crazy fucking weekend, all weekend. Crazy weekend. Anyway, you guys can hear me? Yeah, sure. Okay, I'm writing on the time. We sound good? Yeah, everyone's cool. Okay. Great. Uh, Are we episode 16? Is that right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. 